Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? An, an awesome, amazing episode, one of my favorites, uh, with Michael Shea, uh, who you know from SNL. He's currently uh, one of the anchors on Weekend Update, and also a chum of mine. We've, we've done some touring together, and we were in New York at the same time for a little bit there. Wonderful episode. So let's get to it as quickly as possible. There is no ad, uh, just a couple tour dates up top. Uh, coming up this uh, on the 9th, it's going to be a You Made It Weird in San Diego as part of Comic-Con, as well as a Nerdist podcast panel that's on Friday the 10th. Uh, that I will be on with Kumail and Emily and Gil. Ooh, Gil, Sandra. A lot of great Nerdist podcast people, so come out to that if you're going to be at Comic-Con. And then there's going to be some stand-up as well as live podcasts in Montreal, Houston, Dallas, Toronto, and Utah. That's pretty much the rest of the year. For all of those dates, just go to PeteHolmes.com. Also, in this episode, uh, Michael and I riff uh, a great kind of T-shirt idea. Uh, You'll hear it in the episode and I will just say that the Prince T-shirt, without ruining it, it's about Prince. The Prince T-shirt is available now on PeteHolmes.com. So check it out. Enjoy the episode. Get the shirt. If you want it. I mean, I want it. It's really funny. All right. Enjoy Michael Shea. Shea! What's up, man? Why is that? Here, sit here. What's up, man? Because you... Um... Like, Today? Yeah, because no, no, in the directions. He's like, oh. go to Meltdown and then make a right on Gardner and then go into the Paylot. Left on Gardner, right into the Paylot. Yeah. You're okay? But, like, I could have just walked into Meltdown. Oh, I see what you're saying. You didn't drive. No. I gave you driving directions. <laughs> yeah. I was telling oh, you where to park. Where to God. park. I'm where like, to park. oh, is it like, so I went into no, the back No, I'm entrance. sorry. That is confusing. So I went through the back entrance, and they, I'm like, is this? And they have like some kind of weird meeting. See, I skipped a seat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's some weird meeting. I yeah. walked through that meeting, too, and then yeah. there's a D&D game happening right here. And they're like, it's the other front. And I was like, is that, are you making fun of me now? Because I know, and, said. And I asked you to do the podcast at Meltdown. So right. I should have just assumed he knows. I almost did, but the thing is, is I have a shortcut in my phone, so all I have to do to type that is M-E-L-T, and it fills and it, it all in. it all in. And yeah. then I was like, there you go. Yeah. So now you can't say. Yeah. I've had people mess up this podcast, you know, mess up thinking it was p.m. Like, right. this is one, 1 o'clock, obviously. But uh, Horatio Sands, I booked him for 11 a.m., and he thought it was 11 p.m. Oh, man. <laughs> Just didn't come. So there's lots of things that can go wrong. All right. Well, yeah, but I was I was confused. I was like, God <laughs> damn it. Where the fuck am I supposed to go? I love it. And I went right in the middle and then walked into that maze into a wall. Just now. This maze? Yeah. The comic book stack maze? Yeah. You always think you, it's a shortcut to come inside, but it's, it's a, not. It's a dead end. It's, no, it's, 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 it's fucking shining. Were you, uh, I'm not really a comic person, so Never. don't feel not a pro- comic person. Never a comic person. I did like the X Men cartoon a little bit. I remember that. I was more into that had yellow Wolverine. Yeah. Or no, it had like beige Wolverine. Yeah, like yellow and brown. Yeah, yellow kinda. brown. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a really yellow Wolverine. I remember that. Which was ridiculous. Before well, comics, in the comics, though? In the comics. Before it was trying to be, like, really cool, like, 
people used to make comic books not thinking, what will this look like in the movie? They were just drawing it because it was right. like, oh, it's funny, he's yellow. Yeah. Now you have to be like, well, what, what happens when it gets franchised? But yeah. uh, but that the cartoon had the beige-brown Wolverine. I did like him because he was kind of a badass. He could never use his claws, though. It's like the Ninja Turtles could never use their weapons, you know? Yeah. Unless well, you're fighting robots. It's because, exactly. And I, I think that's <laughs> what kind of killed it for me because it was never... Real. It was like it was kind of soft core. It is in that way of you, you know his you dick wanna... is tucked away. <laughs> yeah, like you, he's doing the thrusting. It. <laughs> I want to see the blood and the gore. Yeah, the, I yeah. want to see that. Yeah, you know, even in the uh, the new Wolverine movies and stuff, they don't. He doesn't. He never goes like nuts and <laughs> kills like a group of people. Kind of flew off the handle. He's a bar fight superhero. I've said that many times. I'm not a huge Wolverine fan. He's only useful in a what did you say about my wife situation. Exactly. Everybody else beats Wolverine. Everybody else beats Wolverine. Rogue beats Wolverine. Storm beats Wolverine. They can fly. They can fly. They can fly. He, his, can't, he has to run. His claim to fame is that he can get beat up for a long time. That's right. <laughs> Hopefully. That's it. He can't, it's not that he can defend or no, no one can hit him. It's that if you hit him, he'll heal. <laughs> he'll heal. The, la- <laughs> the lamest thing. I'm healing. He's Echinacea. He's the Echinacea yeah, superhero. Yeah, he's, like he's like a lifetime superhero. Yeah. <laughs> Neo, Neosporone. He should be called Neosporone. Oh, man. And he smokes a cigar. I don't know. He's fine. I, I like him in theory. But I don't like, I, and again, I'm putting this to you because people have heard me say this before. I don't like ensemble crime fighting. I like it to be about one person. But I tend to like that in TV and movies and everything. I like a one-person story. But I like the ensemble thing because I like the infighting. Oh, kind of like, I like the internal sexual, affairs. Yeah, I like the sexual tension yeah, yeah. between the, the one girl, Cyclops and Rogue. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of Wolverine cool. I and like Rogue. That. that I'll take, but but everything else, I, I'm with you. I understand. So you weren't like here. Just start at the beginning. I actually I was coming, and I was like, I'm very curious. Is this the podcast? Yeah, this is the podcast. Holy lord! <laughs> I'm like, is this like a, a test? All right, no, yeah. no, no, no. We'll just we can just talk. I love it. You do love it. I was just going to say, I know, I know you. We went to Mel- Melbourne. Melbourne. Melbourne together, and we kind of, like, partied. We had fun, man. We can start there if you want, but I, ju- I just want to hear the whole Shea story. We can do wh- however. I've never, you know, like, I've, I've always wanted to do this podcast. Is that right? But I've never heard it. I love that. It's kind of true. That's a good compliment, though. I've always wanted to do it, though. It means that you want to do it and you have faith that it's good. I would kind of, I would, I would stand, well, I don't listen to podcasts ever. Like, I'll, I'll listen to, if somebody's like, hey, you got to hear right. this guy on that. Right. Then I'll listen to that. Right, right, right. But, like, I won't follow a podcast because, you know, I'm never really, I'm always, I'm not in the car or yep. I don't really listen to. I can't work out. Like, first of all, I can't work out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always looking for the right thing to work out. Some people uh, uh, smoke weed before they work out because they want to turn off their brains. And I completely get that. that. I've never heard it either. Uh, Jessen told me that there's a big bodybuilder that found just the right weed that helps him do like a billion push-ups because it's got to give him energy, but it also turns off his mind. Because the reason I stop, and by working out I mean hiking or doing an elliptical or maybe something stupid like that. Is is that I get bored? It's not that I'm feeling fatigue. It's that I'm like fuck this. Like mm-hmm. your brain. So I'm always looking for the thing that can help me turn off. But it's it's not podcasts. No, it's not for me. It's not podcasts. But I'll take. But but it is good though. Like when I listen to a podcast, I'm like, damn, I should listen to more podcasts. I understand. 
But I just never, I can't, you know, like, I can't watch, if you name the 20 best TV shows of this generation, yep. I might have seen one of them. Is that right? I've never seen Breaking Bad. I've never seen Walking Dead. Yep. I've never seen any of those Mad Men or whatever. Wire? I've seen The Wire. That, that's like the one. And I saw that late. I, I saw it like two, three years late. There's a black joke here. Well, <laughs> I, but you know, it's so funny. It's so funny. I wouldn't watch The Wire because of that. I was I, People were like freaking out about The Wire. I'm like, I don't want to see niggas selling drugs and that's cool you know what i mean yeah. it just kind of bummed me out because yeah. i i lived the wire you know what i mean Did you? That, well in that way of i lived in the projects and you've seen all these kinds of things and when it's interesting to somebody you're like fuck you man I, that's I old news you don't care until it's interesting this is so lame but the way that i can relate to what you just said which was like cool uh-huh. you know like traditionally cool like kind of like grown up tough is that i grew up in the church and i don't want to watch like exposés about like the church i'm like i i've seen it yeah i don't care right it's not not Nearly as one hundred percent makes sense. Yes, right. Yes. Oh, uh, thank you. I, yes. I was, I was worried. I didn't think you would mock me, but maybe people would mock me. So I think fewer people will mock me because you agree. It's just a world that I know. It's, so who cares? Exactly, and it's a world that people don't show interest in until everybody shows interest in. Oh, that's right. I think that's what it is. You mean the wire was kind of like? It's like those are people's lives, right? I feel the same way. I don't even expect people to agree with this, but Orange is the New Black. Anything about prison makes me sad. Yeah. Because I go, this is happening. Yeah. Like, the way that we've all just let go, prison is where people get raped. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we've yeah. just let that go. Yeah. I don't want to watch women. I've, I've never seen if there's rape on that show, but I don't want to watch, bitch, this is my bitch. And right. I, you sold me this person for cigarettes. I, I, like, I don't care how good the writing is. It's clearly a great show. It's clearly a wonderful show. I have nothing against the show. For me, I go... This only reminds me that right now someone is in prison. Yeah. And when you watch The Wire, maybe you're saying, this reminds me that people are shooting people for little bags of chemicals. It's it's really tough to watch. But when I did watch it. You loved it. I loved it. Of course. It was amazing. It's a very good show. Because it's humanizing. It also it, That's what it, that's right. the big word. It's humanizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think in a lot of times, especially in my community, and even in the church, a lot of times people that aren't in that life will always say things like, well, how could you ever? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How could you ever sell drugs? How right. could you ever? That's all. And you're like, well, you weren't there, man. Yeah. You know, so it's it's different. Well, the, I, you know, I'm a little out of my depth, but the idea, I think we both are, but the idea that, like, you might sell drugs, it's like the entrepreneur kind of move. It's yeah, like, it's oil. It's oil. It's what we all are doing. Like, in in my own stupid way, you, you, there's the comedy rush, mm-hmm. and there, there was probably the drug rush. Drugs obviously involves other things, but if you're in this place... And you and you can't you see this culture that for the most part I'm basing this on hip hop values status mm. values money values freedom all the things I mean everybody values those things I'm just waiting for what you say to rhyme uh, hopefully that I that I rhyme that <laughs> you're just you're just starting to <laughs> just go into freestyle that's where the beat should have been coming in like I see all these people going out chasing fame chasing wealth chasing status turn out my snare a little bit and then I just give the most amazing rap that would be dope but that that's partly what the wire did for me certainly was I was like of course like these a lot of the characters didn't want to do it you know what I mean but I remember having a very ignorant kind of thought of being like, why don't they just move to the suburbs? Why don't you get $50,000? Like, you sold that kilo of Coke or whatever. Right. You have $50,000, move to the suburbs. But then I'm like, everyone you know, everything you know, right? It's also it's also that rush. It's also that addiction of, you know, right. it's not only just the addiction of doing drugs. There's an addiction in selling drugs. That's right. You know? it's Getting almost, away with it. It's almost like telling a gambler, why don't you just quit when you're ahead? Or a comedian, I swear. I think this all the time. I go... 
people are like, what would you do if you could do anything? And I'm like, oh, I'd like maybe I, I have this fantasy of like living in a farm, something really chill. And yeah. Just having your friends over and just kind of drinking and laughing and whatever it is. And it's like, Pete, you have enough money to buy a farm in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You could do that. Why won't you? Oh, because I'm addicted to the trip, to the highs and the lows, the good sets, the bad sets. It's adrenalizing. Yeah. And when you've been hot, you want to stay hot. You want to stay. This is why Jason Alexander or whoever it is will do the next sitcom. Right. Will do the next thing. You think Julia like, Louis-Dreyfus doesn't ever have to work again in her life. That's right. But she will. She could walk off Veep and just be like, fuck this shit. She could have walked up 20 years 20, ago. 20. She never had to do she it. She never had to do it. But the thing is, is like relevance. Yeah. That's the juice. Like that's the yeah. thing that a lot of people are chasing is like you want to see yourself like the Beatles or whatever, some other example, shift with the times and remain popular or you just want to do the work like you just have to do the work i just want to be as good as everybody right you know like if the one time that i think about i hate comedy all i have to do is see a comedian do it well and i'm Uh, like oh i I gotta now i gotta do it i just thought that today because i'm I'm seeing amy schumer tonight the Uh train wreck uh tour and i'm going to that and i was like this is perfect i've been meaning to write Mm -hmm. new material and you get that simultaneous enjoyment but uh it's too cheap to call it jealousy, but it's inspiring. Yeah, jealousy. it is. It's it is inspiring. Like, I call it jealous just for lack of a better word. But yeah. it's that it's that kind of competitive. It's more so competitive with yourself. You have that bird man. Right. Like, what are you doing? You that's know, right. Like that, that inner voice is kind of telling you. We'll talk about a movie that's about relevance. He's just like, I gotta make, write the play, direct to, the play. Right. I have why. Because money isn't what this is about. It's not. It's about taking what's inside and putting it outside. Always, over and over and over and again, and always proving it to yourself or whatever. And it's so hard to say that when you're in the position that you're in, people would be like, oh, yeah, but you say that because you have the money and you have the success. Right, right, right. But it's fucking true. Yeah. It's a real thing. Well, that's, the, that's what you realize. Yeah. You can st- – like uh, money is a nice substitution. It's, a, it's, a, it's almost like a metaphor. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, money – what does money mean – you know what I mean? That's like a real self-helpy thing. It's like, why do you want money? Oh, because I want uh, a house. Let's say it's a house or I want good food or what, or massages or, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, to be a fancy guy on a cruise boat and having sex with <laughs> random girls or whatever. So, okay, that's real. fancy re- guy. <laughs> <laughs> Always wanted to be a fancy guy. <laughs> but it's not really – so money is like a placeholder. It's a metaphor for what you're really talking about, which is the life and the, and the creative expression that you want. Which is fine, because when I started, for sure, and and still, still, like I, I looked at my fan- finances the other day, they weren't where I thought they were. Has that ever happened? You're just like all the oh. time. <laughs> Anytime I look at my Uber receipts, I'm like, wait a minute, that stuff does add up. <laughs> it adds up. I just yeah. I, I so I have a business manager, which is so obnoxious, I suppose. And I was like, what is it? She's like, well, uh, Uber is, is a it's a big part of it well, because you never take the money out of your pocket That's and right. see it. You just it's just gone. We're in Blade Runner. It's just credits. <laughs> you're just scanning a thing, and it's yeah. this idea. Yeah. It, when you hold money, you're like, this was four hours of work. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like even when I do a show, let's say you get a thousand dollars for a show. That's great. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, somebody uh, is like, let's go to that restaurant. You're still thinking what percentage of that hour and that travel Uh and that work is the meal. So that doesn't go away. But then I – so the point point of my silly story was I looked at it and I was like, wow, the old checking account is way lower than I expected. And then then you know what I did that afternoon was I beat it out a movie idea. You know what I mean? Because you're just kind of like – that's still a motivation. It's not. Yeah. It's not a bad. It's not like just a cash in movie. Like a no, no way it could miss. Like Justin Bieber as the star <laughs> sort of thing that I don't care about. It was a movie that I like, but I was like, I gotta, 
You got to work. Yeah. You got to work. You have to work. You have to keep working. And you also start hearing that other people are willing to do your job for a little less. That's right. And you you have to be worth it. You know? That's right. But the biggest thing, I think, is that there's nothing more inspiring than like a good special or good. Like anytime I have follow, have to follow you or or see you and I see the energy. Because you, you have a great thing. And I'm just not just saying it's because you're here. But oh, you, I, appreciate I think it. this is a, a very common uh, perception that every time you're on stage, it's the crowd is you, you have that black comic kind of thing, <laughs> but for white people in a lot of ways, it's weird. I don't see too many white people melt the room. Oh, that's really great. Which is which is cool. I appreciate that. I don't know what it is about this, a lot of this community. They they just feel like they the they write the joke, and if it's a good joke, they'll laugh at it. Yeah, where I'm I'm pushing, you, I'm digging my you heels. You write in. a good joke, but you. <laughs> You perform it. And then I yell at them. <laughs> and, but it's great, though. It's because it's the performance part. A lot of people forget the performance part. Well, you know, it's funny. I, speaking of black comics, I worked with J.B. Smoove, and he'd have to ch- the, the, change yeah. his shirts in between sets. Unreal. Sweating. And I and talk about this type of inspiration, That exactly what we're saying. Right. I was like, oh, shit. You can be that funny? Yeah. Yeah. I take pride. Like, when I lose my voice, there's a, I could be speaking better. If I lose my voice after, like, a five-show weekend, I'm a little bit proud mm-hmm. that you left it all on the court. That's right. I'm like, I, I don't want, to, like, the dudes that do a set and then go to dinner afterwards and they're still, like, super hilarious because they have all this creative energy left. I'm like, yeah. you should have. I'm what? exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but but leave it. Give it give it all. Like, right. Just leave and be done. Like, I'm sure Robin Williams and all those guys got off stage. I don't know about Robin Williams. He was kind of an anomaly. But it seems to me that they would just be like, and now I can relax because I left it all on the field. Yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah, off stage, he was always kind of quiet and reserved. I think so, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, from what I've seen. What I saw it later in life, but I don't know how he was back in the 80s or whatever. Well, yeah, he was probably had a different kind of energy. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a chemical <laughs> energy. <laughs> maybe. Maybe had a little. <laughs> he might have been juicing. But I know, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. But for me, because I'm that type of performer... I'll watch a guy like Brabiglia, and he's so slowly peeling the orange, mm-hmm. but it's masterful, and he's also performing it. Right. Brabiglia is that guy that told me that thing. He goes, think fuck, but don't say it. Like, if you just want to make a joke cleaner, not your whole act necessarily, he's like, you can think fuck and not say it. So it's these, like, theatrics and this discipline, and, like, I saw him do the hour, at his new hour, and I was like, well, that's ready. And he's like, yeah, I'm touring it for six more months. And I'm like... Tape it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's done. there. Yeah, it's, it's done. there. But like those guys, that inspires me. These guys that are like, like it's almost like trimming a bonsai tree. They mm-hmm. want it to be perfect. Bill Burr, or, or you know, I, I don't really watch Louis specials, but like I hear Louis specials are are just like masterpieces. But it, but it's also kind of like it, that. I like that comedy, the tradition of comedy, especially from kind of where we come up, because I feel like we have the same kind of guys that we look to. Yeah, same in a class. Lot of ways. Yeah, that, that same kind of thing, whatever. But um, their work ethic, like, it still matters to Attell, and it still matters to Quinn right. and all those guys. And right. big, like you said, like, it still matters to them to have a good special. That's Nobody's right. kind of cashing in. That's right. So to us, that's the way you do it, because that's the way it. They right. do it. And know? we learned, because of the comedy boom in the 80s, we learned about this lesson of relevance, I think, which is you can flare up and mm-hmm. be king of the world and then, and then gone. gone. And we're all just kind of like, oh, it's a long game. It's, yeah. it's, we're not trying to flare up and right. blow everyone away for one, two specials. Right. We're trying to Carlin it. Carlin was a big example. Seinfeld, I think, is, is a very inspiring Huge. dude. Yeah, That guy 
has a billion dollars. Yeah, you know, he doesn't. I don't know if he literally does, but he has so much he money. He probably does. He probably does. Yeah, it is airing right now in India with Hindi subtitles. It's yes. airing, and he's and and he's getting cash. So he keeps doing it. But he says something in comedian where he goes, "I have this idea of what a comedian should be, and I'm always trying to be it, and I'm always tr- falling short." You know what I mean? So it's it's almost like a concept. Comedian, capital C, comedian. That guy, the guy that everybody likes, the guy that's pushing himself and pushing the boundaries of his own ideas and, and evolving. And, yeah. and that's a really hard thing to do. And how important is that movie, I think, for guys around our age? A million? Yeah, because I think I was in high, like right out of high school when I seen it. And yeah. I was like, oh, I want to be that's why a comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know? Yes. I... Some people say comic. I I love the word comedian. Yeah. I love it. It, encap, it ca- encapsulates everything we do. Right. We're in the service of comedy. We're comedians. Comic it rubs me the wrong way. We can talk about that another time. But that Wolverine's movie, a comic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? He kind of is. It kind of he is. He can do the bar room. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to be Storm. I want to fly and call yeah. in a hurricane, and then I do a small room, so I just make it hail a little this bit. This is not the first time you thought of this. This is <laughs> strangely it works, and then I just start rapping again, and it was amazing. But comedian was huge. I saw a comedian in the when did it come out? Like two thousand four, maybe two thousand. Oh, something like I think maybe maybe like two thousand two. Yeah, two thousand some around there. Around there, around because there. maybe two thousand four. I think it two three or four. Mm-hmm. And I went matinee opening day, and the entire it looked like there was an open mic sign up happening. Oh, you know, yeah. it was all the comics in town. None of us knew the others were going. Right, and it was so weird. And we watched it, and that's when I left. And I was like, oh, I have to go to New York because the comedy, the, the idea of comedy as deity, being like, serve me, go to New York, but it's scary. Go to New York, but I can't afford it. Go to New York. You have to. You have to eat your balls. Mm-hmm. Eat your balls. Mm-hmm. All the time, you have to serve it. It's so it's really romantic when you it think is. about it. Yeah, that that thing, and you always miss the part that you hated the most. I know. And then you think about that that hustle of it. Oh, you know, God. just the trying to get on stage. Now you kind of feel like you know you, you feel a little spoiled when you go and people are happy to see you and they're like, oh yeah, you want to go up now? And I'm like, wait a minute, is there room? Still you know? feels weird. Right? <laughs> Still feels a little yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of uneasy, but but also you because you, you don't. Want to, you want to feel like that's still the place that you're trying to get to yeah. because you're not satisfied where you are. Right, right, and right. And you think when you're not there, when I get there, I'll be satisfied. So if you're there and you're still not satisf- satisfied, you're like, fuck, what's next? It's almost using like unsatisfaction as a tool. Yes. It's not that we're going around being upset. Right. It's that you're thinking of the next thing. That's why I wouldn't want to win the lottery because money is a good like little score. It can be a good scorekeeper. Exactly. You go like, I have $100 and you feel like you have 100 points. But if you win a billion dollars, you're just like, I don't know what to do with my life. Yeah. Like, that's it, what makes it, Seinfeld so impressive. It's like when you when you beat a game that you love and yeah. you're like well I don't want to play but I kind of right. missed wanting to play I know I want I'm, more I'm too game. good at Shadow of Mordor now I'm too good at it I'm not good at any of those games but I played <laughs> uh, Call of Duty I bought Call of Duty uh-huh. for the first time because uh-huh. I don't really play video games um, just because I'm uh, you know I don't like being home alone okay I live by myself that's the worst part I live by myself so Which, that's that's like a way of making it, like living alone. That's in a New huge York. thing. Yeah, living yeah, alone yeah, in New yeah. York is a huge. <laughs> I'm, a huge I'm impressed. That's yeah. I don't need a Tinder picture. I could just say I live alone and I'm cleaning you up. You can hand girls pictures. Let's <laughs> say I live in New 
York alone. This is my refrigerator. It, it says steel. no roommates. <laughs> ah, no roommates. Steel fridge. Yeah. I'm you don't good. have any post-its on the milk. Nothing. <laughs> There's nothing that says don't nothing. eat this. Everything's mine. It's your place. It's insane. I'm still impressed by that. I'm, I mean, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So living cool. alone and you don't like being alone, though. No. So I go to bars all the time. Yeah, you're a very social guy. Because that's yeah. something I noticed in Melbourne was like, I flare up. Uh-huh. Like, I'll have a good set. And then we'll go out. Yeah. Like, maybe that happened, what, four times? Four times. The whole time we were there. And you were out every night. We I did pretty good out there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't just mean meeting girls, but you were meeting girls. And I was trying to meet girls and occasionally succeeding in meeting girls. But that was a rare state for me. But you really thrive. I walk into a, a crowded bar, and I'm thinking of that bar that we always went to, remember? Yeah. And when it was full... My first thought is always like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. And your thought was like, I'm going to go. It was very cool. You'd lean on the bar, you know, like I, not because you were drunk. You just lean <laughs> on <laughs> the bar, part of it. a little drunk, and just kind of like wait and see what happened. Like you'd meet people, talk to people, people that did see the show, people that didn't see the show, people that knew you were a comedian, people that didn't. You didn't seem to care. You were just out. You were living. Well, I mean, I was excited about just being out there. I think, you know, for me, it was it was. I've never been to Australia before. Yeah. I, not only have I never been to Australia before, I haven't really traveled before. You know yeah. what I mean? So the traveling was still fun. Now I'm a little bit less social outside, like when I'm on the road, just because I'm like, I kind of want to be home, <laughs> you know? But all the time, like, you just kind of would rather be home. Yeah. But. Isn't that the feeling of like, do you ever watch TV and go, man, it'd be nice to watch some TV? Like, yeah. While you're watching TV. Yeah. Oh, I watch- never watch anything. I, I watch. I watch like with the click. Like the. I just. I just use the remote all the time. I never really. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't dig in. Never. I wonder. Like. I watch everything. But at the in same time. increments. In increments. If you get a commercial, I'm done with you. <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> I'm not coming back. You're done. I'm done. I well, gotta keep watching. Now I'm even more impressed that you watch The Wire. Do you watch the whole thing? I watched the whole thing. Like I. I did that binge watching thing yeah, where yeah. I watched it. It was on HBO ran like the, the you know, they do like a whole season of yeah. a day yeah. kind of thing. And I just watched the first season yeah. and I was like, oh, I need to find out what happens. Right, right, and I right. just watched all of it. Yeah. But now it's so hard. to I, I have to. That has to happen organically. When somebody's like, you got to watch Breaking Bad. You got I'm like, no, yes. man, it's like seven seasons. I know. You're not going to make me watch a 30 hour movie. I know. It's like, no, that's, I don't have that kind of time. It's funny that you say that because uh, Henry Rollins did the podcast and he was saying when you buy a season of a show or you buy a book or you buy a movie even, you're not really buying the movie. You're buying the thought that in the future you'll have that kind of free time. Right. And the will. Like for me to read, like I kind of have to be like, at my absolute best. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like sitting still and focusing on letters. Yeah. Like that. So when I buy a book, I often won't read it. Obviously, a lot of people are that way. But you're buying this kind of investment in this fantasy future. And it's the same thing when you buy a season of a show. So these people are saying, you should have 80 hours of free time. Yeah, you should. Because it's because <laughs> it's Game so of Thrones, Thrones is that good. I know. Like, it might not be. <laughs> I don't want to get to hour 30 and realize I've wasted my life. I've done life. that with shows. Yeah, I can't do I've done do that it. with a few shows. Like, do I don't want to shit on Homeland, but I watched the first season of Homeland, and I was like, people were 
people were giving it better PR than I think it deserved. It was good. I feel people being upset, but it just wasn't. It wasn't clicking for me. I watched Homeland one time with somebody that loves Homeland. I was like, you have to watch this show. It's like the season premiere. There's so many nothing shots in Homeland. Nothing shots. There's just like a shot of her walking to the refrigerator slowly and opening it and looking. You're like, what the fuck am I watching right now? Get to something. It's always just a, every scene nothing goes a little shots. longer. Just a nothing shot. Like it, this, this show should be thirty minutes because nothing's happening a lot. It's a good show, but like nothing's happening so much. I I hear that, and I also I don't like shows that make me think about the volatility of existence. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this guy's strapping on a bomb. <laughs> yeah, it's that and, easy. <laughs> you could just do that. Yeah, it shows him in his workshop. Yeah, like putting the beads in the plastic explosive, and I'm like, this is fine. Like, I just don't. I know it exists. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, that's... It, you see it in the news. Ah, ah, now to take a break from the harsh reality. <laughs> I'm not saying we need to watch Teletubbies all day, but like terror terrorism porn is not my favorite thing. It's, Even it's if not. in the end we get them. Then I'm still kind of like, oh god, this is making me feel weird. Yeah, so there's that you can do that kind of thing. It, that's yeah. like that on the news when they, when they'll say like a, a man took down a plane with a gun. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, you can still take he, one down. He found the button in the overhead compartment. <laughs> yeah. It's in the back of all of them. <laughs> Why are you telling? And don't print the manifesto from that dude that did the shooting. Like, stop. Don't. Yeah, we man. have to. I we guess don't. we don't. We don't. We don't. We don't. I read that shit. I didn't even want to. Yeah, but it's all there wasn't. This is Charleston, obviously in my facebook and i just had to click on it yeah and i was like this guy is writing like racist propaganda yeah. that worked on him are you listening it worked on him and other people can read it so impressionable angry people can mm-hmm. read it and go that's a valid point black people's skin is different their mm-hmm. brains are probably different don't spread that shit hey there's a black church in my neighborhood exactly that, <laughs> like you that's said what it is you said breaking bad like they show you how easy it is to poison someone. Right. And back in the day, they'd use like a, a fake poison or something. Mm-hmm. But that show was all about being real. A bubbling beaker. <laughs> <laughs> a smoking bubbling yeah. beaker. A lot of nothing shots of cooking bubbling beakers. I'll tell you that right now. And then he walked to the fridge and get another bubbling beaker. <laughs> another bu- a green one this but time. But they kept talking about ricin, which is a poison. And yeah. it's like, if you eat ricin, three days later you get flu-like symptoms and then you die. And I was like... Ricin murders are about to go through the roof. Yeah, it's a commercial for ricin murder. (laughs) It's like how to do that now. Now we know. Now you have that idea. Yes. Would prisoners in prison do they figure out how to make a shiv faster because they saw like Shawshank Redemption? Yeah, they're just like I saw something on uh, that show, Orange Is the New Black, (laughs) about making a shiv. Oh, and then you're murdering someone. It's just like the show. (laughs) I'm a big fan. It's it's so TV is so impressionable that that can't. That, there has to be some kind of validity to that. Of course. Those ideas. Advertising works. That's yeah. why they spend so much money on it. If you, if it's pizza, true. ice cream, when I, you know, I don't, I don't really eat dairy, I don't fuck with dairy, but like when I was, if I saw someone eating an ice cream cone on the Sopranos or something, I would get up and eat ice cream. Yeah. Because you're fucking stupid. And we're all <laughs> fucking stupid. So then like, I'm like, I'm so much more likely, I'm not saying I'm likely at all, to murder people uh-huh. and know how to murder people and what it might feel like to murder people because of video games. 
I'm not saying we shouldn't play video games, but when I play Grand Theft Auto and I'm driving here, I'm like, oh, you could just pull onto the sidewalk because I've done it a billion times in pretend land. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think we should censor these things, but I am saying we are fucking stupid mammals that get hypnotized pretty easily. And we, I don't know. So there, what is there, the, there is no lesson. I'm just saying how it is. What is the balance of that though? Then what, what, what do you do? I think you have to govern yourself. Cause you can't, I mean, but yourself can't and they can't, them. I know they can't. And that's why we are where we are, I think. Yeah. But wouldn't it be great if we could, if I could just trust you to have – I'm that guy that like – I liked that we had D.A.R.E., the anti-drug yeah. thing, because I was the kid that was like, got it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was like, loud and clear. And then I like didn't do drugs because that program, if that's successful, then it worked on me. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know what it is? It's I feel like there's people – like we were saying earlier, like you people don't know how you can do certain things if you're not in that life. Yeah. But when you're already right there, it's just a small step. Like if it's a world that's that doesn't really exist to you, you right? Know, if there isn't a ton of drugs in your community exactly. and you haven't seen Pete, people. What on drugs, drugs weren't you, you doing? Yeah. So it's exactly so it's <laughs> there like weren't if, drugs. If if you haven't seen that, then it's a it's a long leap to why would I ever because I remember when I was a kid I used it to see those. It was three trains to drugs. <laughs> <laughs> When I was a kid, remember they had those commercials like the the, the just say no and it'd be like the guy smoking crack or yeah. whatever. Nobody and ever says I want to be a junkie when I grow up. When I was a kid, I was like, why why do they make crack pipes? Why do they make crack? Why pipes? do they make crack pipes? If they, maybe if they stop making the pipes, people will stop smoking the it's crack. It's like the Chris Rock bed. If bullets were a million dollars, if a crack pipe was a million dollars, was a million dollars, there'd be one crackhead, Donald Trump, and it'd be like it's fire, and he but, puts the fire under it. But that's that, terrible. But that would be. But that's like. Not the reality. It'd be a luxury thing when you're in a when you're in a world where your parents or your the people around you are doing are it. doing drugs. If my brother How was constantly, yeah. if my older brother, who I did everything that he did, right. was selling drugs, doing drugs, whatever it was, I would have been like, well, that's probably the cool thing. That's to what, do. That's, I what do that. that's what you do, right? Yeah. It almost feels like uh, it's like your clan. Yeah, it's your environment. Yeah, it's you your know? environment. Yeah, that's crazy. So you you grew up. In the project, I didn't know that. Which project? Yeah, I grew up in. I grew up on. Does it have a cool... My whole family is from Smith Projects in the Lower East Side. So, is like, that the my full parents, name of it? Smith Project, Alfred E. Smith Projects. My parents met there, so my whole family's from there. Wait, they were raised there, and then they uh, were raised there as from children, and then they met each other yes. in the project, and then they got married, and then they had their own. Yes. Apartment, I'm guessing. <laughs> Do you call it a unit? I don't know, man. It's an, a, it's please a, don't. It's an apartment. Yeah, it's an apartment. But when I came up, we were we were in a we you lived in a different. You can call it, it's an apartment. It's a three bedroom apartment, like seven <laughs> kids, but uh, two adults, no doorknobs. But um, we, really, oh, sometimes we didn't have doorknobs. We'd have to like stuff it with like a like we get like a grocery bag and stuff the hole. Oh my god! So you couldn't see inside. Like a glory hole, but no yeah, glory. There no was glory. No, <laughs> no glory. It's a shame hole. hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. God. It was pretty bad. Yeah, so you, okay. we had it, it, That's my favorite part about things like growing up and having luxuries that people don't consider luxuries, like, like doorknobs door or great. picture frames, yeah, or pillows, yeah, 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 yeah. or shit like like I didn't have that as a kid. Right, right, we right. never had bubble bath. We had we put soap powder in the water right, and it right, itches. Right, right, you know? right, right, stuff like that. That's so funny. I I remember on Chappelle show when they had the reparations. Remember, mm-hmm. and they did the news and they go like sales of gaudy jewelry have tripled or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, they talk yeah. about that. I was like, well, if you come from a culture where you don't have doorknobs. The second you 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 know you don't wear a lot of you don't wear any bling, but I'm just saying I understand the appeal. When I did, oh, you do the uh, red. I almost said black carpet. When I did the bl- black carpet at the <laughs> BET Awards, 
when you was with yeah. me, you talked to <laughs> Bow Wow. You Bow Wow was there. I met Bone Thug. I met everybody. When I talked to Nelly, he was wearing like solid gold sunglasses. Yeah. And like when you talk about, a, I don't know his story, but if you come from a no doorknob place, you might run out. You know what I mean? And well, get, and get some gold sunglasses when you can. There is something about black people and gold, though. I, I think there's. I mean, if you and look, the black at, person sold a rock that gold. <laughs> you spend your whole life trying to get that ice. Maybe these are maybe. Con- those are Kanye. I know it's Kanye, but I mean, maybe that there is something to that. Like you look at the old pictures, like you go to Egypt and everything. You right. see like the statues and this all just black dudes with gold I and know. everything but all over. There is a. I thought about this actually. One is the socioeconomic thing, the Nelly factor. No mm-hmm. doorknobs to gold. That, that, but that doesn't explain. Oh, that's gold. absolutely true. You, you can't. You can't. Come, when you come from nothing, you just spend money. I mean, you go like with, with uh, rednecks and and they get some money that's and right. they got big old trucks and right. big old titty girls right, and right, like right. that's they just get everything. The flash. Although when I was Super in, flash. I was in Uganda. Going back to something about, I don't know. It was very important. They might live in like a mud hut, but they'd have a really dope stereo. Like yeah. it was really, it was really kind of strange to see, a kind yeah. of like a very Western approach. That was a, that was not everybody. But the other thing is like dark skin with gold. Like I've been to Egypt, looks great. Yeah, looks great. It just looks good. It looks way better. White people, it does not look right. <laughs> no, it looks like we kind of just went on like a a Disney ride and there was a glitter finale. You look like that dress. <laughs> <laughs> When you look at a white woman covered in gold jewelry, some people see yellow and some purple. People see black and blue. But if you see a black woman with a gold bracelet, you're like Nefertiti. It's yeah, gorgeous. It's pretty. It's and it beautiful. is ancient. It, and it's ancient. It's and it's from. I don't know. I th- there is something to the gold thing. I think just culturally. I, I don't know what it is. I haven't figured it out. Yeah, we're not here to figure out. But racial mysteries. You're you're one hundred. You're one hundred percent correct. That when you have nothing and yeah. you get money, you don't know what money really is. Right. All you know is spending. Right. You know, because you've, you've spent the limit that you're used to. Your whole life, you're spending everything you have because you don't have a lot. So if right. you make $200, you spend $200, you're broke by payday. Right, 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 right. So if you make a million dollars, you think, oh, now I can buy a million dollars worth of things. I asked Kid Ink how much money he had on him when he did my show, uh-huh. my talk show. Do you, it was like $2,800. Yeah. And he said, I, that's about a week's worth. Of cash. Of cash. Of not like credit cards and no. all the meals. Just like cash he that he needs. He has to spend his money. Spend the money. Yeah. And I understand that the the, the, uh, the hoarding the money. One of the reasons I just was reading about this, that dragons were like evil, was because they're in castles filled with gold that they don't spend, they don't enjoy. They mm-hmm. also have virgins that they don't fuck. That's the princess kind of model. So it's this kind of cautionary so like tale. they like homosexuals. <laughs> <laughs> they just love a decadent castle. Yeah. <laughs> What's so wrong about that? I love slithering. Yeah. I love flying. Yeah, I'll breathe a little dragons fire. Are pretty gay. They're, They're very sassy. Gay. Please, <laughs> I don't. I don't mean to. I don't mean to do the classic. I'm sure everybody says, "Please write a sketch about that." But if yeah. gay dragon comes up in the room, even as a gay false dragon. pitch on yeah. on the first day, just do gay dragon. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's definitely going in the pitch. <laughs> just as a gag, pitches to Tom Hanks. <laughs> Um, but the idea of uh, spending and experiencing and enjoying. Right. I remember, see, I, uh, 150 South Michigan, South Side of Chicago, which is where my Bennigan's was, mm-hmm. was the, the staff was like 80% black mm-hmm. for the most part. I, I might be exaggerating. It might be like 60, 70. It was certainly more black than yes. it was anything else. And I've, uh, that's the first place I ran into the phenomenon of no banks. Nobody had banks. It mm-hmm. wasn't like – and I, I'm not looking down on anybody. They thought I was crazy to put it in a bank. Yeah. And I was like – 
that's your money. And I was like, yeah, but you got to put it in the bank. And that's just how I was raised. I was like, we're cashing these tiny waiter checks. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I like, mean, that's it, it is a different culture of that's even that you, you put away and you, yeah. and you do that with. But then when I found out that banks invest your money, it's not just sitting there. Right. This is how banks go bankrupt. This is how sometimes people lose their money. It's like these Citibank is playing the stock market. They're investing your money in Coca-Cola, probably in like some shady shit too. I don't mean shady illegal. I just mean like yeah. stuff you probably don't right, love, right, right. guns or whatever it is. But your money isn't all there. Everyone that goes – this might be blowing somebody's mind right now. But everybody that has an account at Citibank <laughs> can't go to Citibank and get all their money no. out on the same day. No. It would be like it's a wonderful life. It's like, oh, it's not here. It's right. in Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? Which yeah, is yeah. crazy. Yeah. And that's the first time I was like, shit, I, I finally understood the idea. If you don't trust the government, if you're looking at a government that's been fucking you up the ass for who knows how long, conti- obviously continues to this day, why would you want to put your money – in like the hands of evil white people. That is a really, really well uh, made point, but that is absolutely not the not case. Not the case? No. <laughs> no one has thought it. It's just, it, it's really just simply, I want my money in my hand because I love the feel of money. I, I NPR'd it. You, yeah, you, you went, you went, for, I mean, that's a brilliant, it's a brilliant take. It's a, I'll take it. I'll pretend that that's the case, but it's really not. It's really just, I want all Act the one. money I have. <laughs> Why would you trust a government that enslaved your people? <laughs> Citibank. It's not that. that that's the reason for 911. 911 being a joke in your town? That's the reason why 911 is a joke in what, town. What do you mean? What do you mean? Well, I mean, when you, you feel, I feel like there's a relationship that, there's a disconnecting relationship with the black community and police. For sure. Apparently. Obvious. <laughs> and it seems worse and it's it's is hard. it just because I'm hearing about it more because of Facebook? It just seems it's, so terrible. Well, now. it's it's being t- incidents are being taped. I think the the more damaging thing about racism, more damaging thing than racism, is the belief that racism doesn't exist. Yeah, like there's the, this weird thing that people that because you just don't see it. You're like, I don't get how that's possible. It's like how I didn't do drugs. I yeah. also wasn't racist. I also didn't have any black friends or uh, like, non-white friends. I can't imagine that the police are harassing people, right? Because they don't harass me, and I. See them all the time you know like you can't right. really get it right, right unless you see it and i think more people are seeing actual incidents of guys running away from traffic after getting shot seven right, times right, 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 right. Like, oh well i mean he must have been doing something right maybe he's a demon like i don't know as a, as a terrible white person myself <laughs> i'm kidding but as a as a, ter- a, a white person that has those terrible instincts you can okay i used to i think you can only go to they had to have been doing something. You, that's it. Three. I'm going to give you three times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Over a lifetime. When I'm you talking see about it. when you were a child, you, you get that stupid bullshit excuse of going like, because, you know, you feel like you're like, oh, you probably lunged at him. And they shot him a billion. And then that it happens the next week and the next week and the next week. So we're being inundated with this reality. So mm-hmm. you're seeing it. And then I'm going to I'm going to lower that to two times. But, <laughs> you know, the, the sad thing is it's the, 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 the I think the gift and the curse of it is it's, it's bringing awareness to something that's been a problem for, uh, you know, hundreds of years. Right. But uh the 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 bad thing is it's starting to numb remember the outrage the first couple times you saw yep, it yep and now every time it's starting to happen more and you more and people it. are like another one yeah, you scroll by one, it another it's, one it's, and after a while it's just well 
that happens. It's an insane, numbing feeling, yeah. and it's a terrible, terrible it sucks. feeling. I want to be very clear, by the way. I wasn't saying that's a valid excuse. I'm saying you can't. No, you were clear, I thought. You know, oh, okay, good. I mean, well, I, I, I'm I, not listening to the show, so right. I, <laughs> I can't it's tell you. Maybe you should say that. It's a touchy object, subject, and it's touchy for me, and I don't have all my thoughts figured out on it. But like, I know white people go, that can't be true. And some black and I'm people. I'm saying you can't keep doing that. And some black people. At a certain people. point, you have to like, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some black people that live a lifestyle or that live in a community where they can't. They're like, well, you had to, if you could just, uh, you should have went to college. Everybody has an opportunity. I made it. You should make it right, or whatever. Right, right. They don't understand the, the Cosby factor. Unless you're in, oh, big time. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're in that concentrated area, and you see those traps. Right. You and you know these people, and you see what they go through. And you see how they went through it and how they got there. You don't fucking know. I know. You but, don't know. But we want to minimize. That's what's so comfortable about life. The the more labels you can put on things, sure. that's that's a person that wasn't didn't go to college, and that's why he got shot. Yeah. When really you want to go like he got shot because evil is even too much of a scapegoat. It's just like ignorance is too much of a scapegoat, but just bad combinations of rage and, and, mm-hmm. and blindness and and stupidity or whatever it is. But we want to we don't have time, like a busy Facebook feed, we don't have time to feel everything that these situations are asking us to feel sometimes. So it's easier to go he must have done something. Yeah. And move on. Yeah. And then the rest of your day is cold stone creamery mm-hmm. and jerking off mm-hmm. and taking a <laughs> hot shower. That's not most of your day. This right. is, but this is like the story we continually tell ourselves. We love body swap movies. We love apocalyptic movies where it's like, you say you wouldn't uh, kill a cat and eat it, but here's the book of Eli. You know what I mean? Like we all know we have different things inside of us and we're all just playing out the, the easiest path, the, the path with the least resistance yep. that's in front of you. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. It's hard to talk because I get a lot of I get a lot of shit like on update where people are like, why are we always talking about black things? And you're like, well, we're we're a news show. I'm a black anchor, and every week some nigga gets shot. Right? How am I not supposed to talk about? Don't they do it, it a lot on you know the Daily mean? Show too? I, they I do, see but the when the black guy talks about it, it's complaining. I know. Like right now, people are listening. They're like, "Oh, great! He steered it his Here way." Here we go. When, by the yeah. way, this was a hundred percent me. It was. A, I felt me pulling but the it'll, wheel. It'll be like that's just if it was anything else. If yeah. it was Asian people being shot every week, we yeah. would be talking about what the fuck is going on. Why yeah, are they yeah, like yeah. shooting Asians? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if that, it would be weird, but for some reason when it's black it's like oh boy another one right right right. as if your interpretation could be different but that was you know this was one of my earliest racist feelings i was probably 15 years old and i remember uh we went to this really hippy dippy progressive school mm-hmm. where we a lot of different races holding hands singing songs learning like i knew about kwanzaa way before it was popular you know what i mean <laughs> way before me probably we, yeah no i'm not kidding we celebrated it we celebrated all the winter holidays wow. and christmas was like like faux pas, like, right. like and also that one. Yeah. So I remember we were starting a band, and uh, this would this was in high school, but with a kid I went to grade school with, and we and he, would, I remember him being like, "What if we got a black lead singer?" Because you're trying to like think <laughs> of the image of the band. Yeah. And I remember feeling really conflicted. I was like, "Well, oh, I want to be able to talk about white guy <laughs> things. Isn't that weird?" I feel kind of vulnerable sharing that, but I, I felt like great. he must. I was a kid, and I'll, I'll keep h- hiding behind that. That's I, great. You know what I'm saying? I want to talk about white guy things. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have Hootie and the Blowfish over here. 
And Hootie and the Blowfish, by the way, is the whitest band. Oh my ever god! Been. Yeah, you didn't want to talk about black things like Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> it was so. Although I will say that the only black kids, for the most part, that went to our school, it was called Metco, were from the projects of, of Boston. Like they yeah. were from Mattapan. So my experience... you went to school with New Edition. <laughs> <laughs> that was what I thought black people were. I thought black people were people from Mattapan. You know yeah. what I mean? Now I'm sure it might be a little bit different. That's that's pretty sweet. But I mean, if you had, why, why if people... you had a group uh, starting out, let's not assume it's a hip hop group, but it's probably a hip hop group. Probably. And I'm group. like, hey, I want to, I want, to be in your group. You might be like, well, now we can't. There goes that whole verse about crackers. Yeah, you have to be the white guy in the group, <laughs> no matter what. Like you're the white guy, and just like nobody, I don't think anybody wants to be defined by the just that. I guess that. Black or white. I think you just did for me what I did for the whole we don't like banks thing. You gave it more meaning and more thing. Because I just wanted the band to be a band, not not about color. And, you know, it was just a stupid thing. It's, But, I mean, it's fine. But all of that stuff is when you're a kid and when you're learning, when you're you're meeting people and you're getting out. Like, you're you're well-traveled. You you, uh, have friends from all kinds of backgrounds and all kinds of just being in this business. Of course, yeah. You know, you have to. Right. And um, for me, it was high school. Like, I went to... I went to a performing arts high school, and that was the first time I learned the city. Because before then, I only knew people from my neighborhood. I right. only knew people from my, you know, that were that grew up like me. Right. And that was New York City to me. I was like, "You're not New York if you don't fold your pizza," kind of thing. You know what I mean? It was like yeah, everything yeah. that happened Where were you there. From? If you if you don't wear Tim's, and you're not from New York, whatever. Yeah, Butter so Tim's from Lower East Side. So oh, so when I was a kid, so when I went to high school, that's when I started to meet Upper West Side kids. And, you know, uh, more Brooklyn kids and Queens kids and, yeah. you know, rich kids and Asian kids that from that's not Chinese because it was right. only Chinese in the Lower East Side. So <laughs> Japanese right, kids. Right, and I'm right, like, right. Japanese? What right. kind of Chinese is Korea? that? Yeah. yeah like, right. I didn't know. I didn't, so these are all things where you get to work out all your gay kids, openly gay kids. Right, right, right. Where I'm from, there were no openly, there was openly gay guys and he had it bad. You right, know what I mean? Right, right. Or he earned so much respect that he, nobody even bothered them or whatever but just you start to all that stuff melts away because it has to because you're like we're all here and we all are the same fucking people it's like it's like a big experiment it's like let's put them all together and you were representing where you were from and And you're like well that's weird to me yeah and that's weird to uh, it's that's weird to people how did you go from uh i'm assuming you went to a public uh grade school yeah and then how did what made you go to a performing arts school well Honestly, it was six to one girls to guys. <laughs> and my sister went. My sister, my older sister went. She was a singer, and she she went to that school. And I, LaGuardia in New York City, yeah. for kids, they're like, everybody wants to go to LaGuardia because all the girls go there. <laughs> and it's also like a cool thing it's to like say. It's the most New York reason it's to go a, to school. It's true, though. It's six like, to one. The girls. And you fold your pizza and some sauce falls on your Timberlands. <laughs> not, that it, not that it benefited me crazily. It's not like I had six girls to every fucking... Right. Not every guy gets six girls. Yeah, it's six not like, chances. It's like buying a lottery ticket with more things to scratch off it's like joining al-qaeda 72 to 1 ah. <laughs> That's 72 re- men to one. <laughs> oh my god well, no it was it was uh it was six well what was one. your talent what were you I, I, I did art i did fine art painting and stuff yeah painting is that what fine art means i'm dumb i mean it just 
there's so many. You say anything can be art. So I guess fine art is like just meant painting. And tr- all it, it just means the how sure. long we've been doing it. Like Michelangelo. It means it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We were good. I mean, for 15. We were good. Yeah. I guess. But you were painting. How did you get interested in painting? I didn't. I just I knew how to draw. I used to draw a little bit. I used to doodle. I wasn't really that great at it. I didn't think so. Right. And you audition to get into school. You have to have like a portfolio and take a drawing test and then do an interview like a job interview really yeah you're like 14 years old and you're selling yourself to well, adults. six to one yeah <laughs> well i'm really wanted to uh, take advantage of that six to one ratio uh so i did that and they let me in and then they teach you all that shit they teach you things that you didn't think was art so like to me art was drawing a comic book thing yeah or graffiti or yep. something like that but when you get into that school then you realize you see different mediums and different things you know you're like oh shit that's did you get like a whole I have to imagine art school, they start at the, kind of the beginning. It's almost like, let's talk talk about how far back do you go? Oh, they do have like art history classes. It's not really about that, though. It's no, about techniques. No, it's more about technique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, your first classes are just tech, like drawing technique technical stuff like shading and stuff like that like simple things right they're like studio classes and then after the after that a year of that then you can take electives where you can take um you take uh uh, 3d design or architecture or acrylics and oils or uh screen printing and Mm -hmm. like just different things that you what was the one everyone wanted to take that was hard to get in most people would take like oils and acrylics and um, architecture. Oh, really? I thought yeah. architecture was the dog of that group. Well, it depends on who's the who was the teachers. Ah, a lot of those teachers were fun. You yeah, know? and so it'd be fun classes, right? So who cares what it is? So it like yeah, it was kind of like you can go there and like so like a painting class. You basically just had to have like three or four pieces every semester. That's not bad. It's not bad, and you're working on your own time. Oh. So it's not like a you know. So it's perfect that's amazing you're just so we would just sit in the hallways and just fuck around and just go back to it and then the teacher would just walk around each and be like what are you doing here like what is, what are your motivation whatever and this she, sounds amazing it was the best it sounds like it the best. it was the best it that was great that's what you want than your life now yeah oh my god <laughs> are you kidding me easily and you live alone easily easily better <laughs> and then the cool thing was in our art class our art, like our, our floor was on the same floor as the dancers. So we would just sit in the hallways, right. fucking around, and just watch the girls. And you're dance. allowed to leer because you're just you're trying, uh, looking for inspiration. You're allowed to be a creep. Art yeah. is the one place you can be a creep. I'm trying to and think of everybody's okay. There was that one painter. I'm sorry, is that uncomfortable? Uh, <laughs> I, I have a joke about that where Monet only painted bridge over lily pads and I go, you know you're allowed to do nudes, right? <laughs> it's the only job where you can go take off your clothes. I'll just be over here staring and drawing your body. Like, Men are creepy, but women are creepy too and no one uh, acknowledges that. Women be creepy? Women are fucking creepy. I didn't mean to black that up. <laughs> I think I would. I don't know why he said. I thought you had a stroke. I didn't even know it was a black thing. I thought you just forgot words. I just forgot how to do it. <laughs> women creepy. <laughs> no, women. Uh, women are creepy. You don't think so? Sure. I say that. Sure. I say that. In you're my- a famous guy. I'm sure you've had some creepy shit happen to you. Where you're like, wait, lady. You know, one thing happened, and it was way before. I I appreciate that. You know, my moderate level of uh, noticeability. But I was at Sweet. Remember Sweet? Uh huh. And I never forgot this. There was this really drunk girl, and she just said to me, she goes, I'm going to the bathroom. Want to join me? And I was like, that had never happened to me. Yeah. Of course, I was like, I'm okay. I was married at the time. Oh, but dear. fuck that. I wouldn't have done it. You would have done it? She's still around. <laughs> 
I have. I've done. You've it. done stuff. I've like done that? awful things at like at shows. This is. I will lose a lot of people. No, it's okay. If we go into this. Let's direction. talk about <laughs> what, what, what <laughs> salty, <laughs> salty dogs we are. Yeah. We, you know, I will say that I've had some uh, people that enjoy having a lot of sex on the show, and then the, when they get it out there, they're kind of like, "I like that it's out there." Well, I mean, it's not that it's. You know, I'm not. I don't enjoy it more than anyone else. I think everybody enjoys it, but. Yeah. And when you're in comedy and you're doing this, you got to think all comedy happens with a bar and yep. around a bunch of people and it's laughing. And Everybody's feeling good and partying. We're in the feel-good business. And the foreplay is done. The foreplay is done. You, you, you know everything to... there is to know about me. Yep. You don't, uh, have to, you don't have to ask, you know. It's all out there. It's kind of all out there. And typically it's harder to get to know what makes the guy tick. The guy might be a little bit more guarded. Yeah. And you go up there and she's with her boyfriend or like some guy she knows of six months and he mm-hmm. hasn't given her shit. And you go up there and you tell her all this stuff. So there's this intimacy happening. Yes. And then you're also changing the chemical. You're making chemical reactions happen in their body. Uh-huh. And I remember when I first went to New York, it was Godfrey <laughs> was standing in front of the cellar. He wasn't talking to me. He was talking to somebody yeah. else. He went – Pussy all the time. <laughs> all the time. Like he was hitting his hand just like this. Yeah. And I, at that time I was married and I was just so uncomfortable with that. I still am. I'm not exactly the most, you know, in the field liberated. I'm yeah. actually going to say liberated just being like, that's what I want. I'm going after it. I'm going to spend the money. It kind of goes back to spending the money. Yes. You're spending the money. Well, you when you, when you grow up really poor, that's, that's yeah, kind of – sex poor. That's where you're – Currency I think, is. I think a lot of people are still putting their sex money in the bank. Yeah, and it, and you know what's terrible about the sex money bank is it's just dissolving. It's, it's not, not. Yeah, it's not appreciating. No. It's not being invested. You can't cash it all in when you're seventy. <laughs> you can't. <do> <laughs> it goes you go back. back when you're they hand you what was a crisp dollar bill, and now you hold it. And it's limp and it's terrible, and you can't get it in the can't coke do machine. About it. Women are coke machines. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you, but you're out there. So you have followed people. You've been in a show. Maybe you don't want to say this. We can. We well, can. No, we can talk somebody about goes. It. I'm going to the bathroom. Do you want to follow me? And you're like, okay. Yeah, of course. That's that's happened. <laughs> and then what happens in the bathroom? Because I'm still not anything. Sure. Some. Well, you're. Come on. I'm no, no, no. I thought about it. I am. I that sounded more naive than I wanted. Yeah, it was Jesus because it was a tiny <laughs> bathroom. The bathrooms at Sweden. When are a tiny. man likes a woman. <laughs> no, okay. When a when a man likes a stranger. But that she I gave me my first pill. Is that right? She had a pill. She gave, it was a muscle relaxer. It was like, fucking, it was like it, to me, I'm so afraid of drugs. I'm so afraid of drugs. So when I see like a, you know, any pill, I'm like, oh, I don't do, I feel like it's like an after school special. Oh, I know what you mean. You know, although pills to me, like if cocaine were a pill, I, I've never done cocaine. I would have been more likely to try it. You well, know what I mean? Someone gave me Adderall once at a party, and I took it. And if they were like, do this line of Adderall, I'd be like, what are you, crazy? I'm not in the Hells Angels. <laughs> but exactly. But I think, yeah, the, the ritual is more scary than yeah, – I would never shoot up weed. Yeah, there you go. You know what I mean? If weed was a liquid you had to heat in a dirty spoon you yeah. hid under your bed, no one would do weed. Would, weed would not be legal. I would, Same exact exactly. experience. Absolutely. I would sip heroin before I shot up liquor. That's fucking right. Because it's just just the ritual scares me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you could just pour heroin in a glass, yeah, heroin sales would go way. And up. and cue little Wayne, who drinks promethazine Sir? and all that shit, and that's a fucking opiate. Oh, he drinks 
He drinks uh, syrup that has that opiate. Yeah, he drinks codeine and oh, promethazine yeah, and all that yeah. shit. And that shit's an opiate and that it dopes you up. You go through withdrawals if you don't have it. Yeah. But that's part of the that's part of a culture You're that's praying for a cough. Yeah. <laughs> He's never coughing again. His voice is amazing. But uh, <laughs> he has a honey voice. Yeah. No, but um yeah, that that, that these, those guys have a fucking dependency on that shit. That's interesting. But if they but heroin is like a dirty thing. Hmm. Of course. And uh, probably should be. I can't bring up heroin without thinking about Harris, who we lost to heroin. Did you know Harris? I did not. So I always want to be like, don't do heroin. No, I mean, but <laughs> it's, it's awful. I mean, but that's why I'm afraid of so many drugs. I'm afraid because of coke because like, I don't want my heart to explode. Yeah, I'm just, I'm afraid of things that I can't control. Like, like weed, I can smoke weed. I mean, oh, that's strong weed. I should slow down. Yeah. But like, you take a pill, you just got to wait for it. Yeah, to be done. You don't know what's going to be. Or if you're injecting something, well, you have you to just, be like, let's see how this let's goes. Let's see what happens here. Yeah, you're right. I just did Getting Dug With High yesterday, and you're on stage, and it's kind of a paranoid sort of situation. Mm. I was like, well, don't get paranoid. And then I was like, just go slow. Mm-hmm. Just see if you feel like you're getting paranoid, stop smoking mm-hmm. and relax. But everything else is like, buckle up. Buckle up. That's yeah, what's happening. Drinking, I can feel when I'm getting too drunk. Drinking is even better. Yeah, it's the best. Weed, weed can still sneak up on you. Weed can sneak up on you. It's like you. a hand coming out of a swamp. And Edibles are the worst. Yeah, don't do Yeah. I, I mean, have... unless that's what you're looking for. There is something kind of fun about being like, I just ate a pot brownie. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen? I've had some really disastrous things. I did. I remember I had a pot brownie with Ahmed Ahmed in Egypt. And wow. we're already, we're just putting out dirty laundry. But <laughs> a pot brownie's fine. You can, I can say yeah, I had a pot brownie. you can say that. I don't know if he had it, actually. I had it. And uh, it was like, we was we smoked hash yeah and we ate a pot brownie and i've never had a pot brownie before and i got so fucking high that i couldn't lift i couldn't lift my yeah. beer yeah yeah yeah. Like i was just my body was completely melted weak. yeah and yeah. we went and we met these girls we were, cause we were wait you f- continued living well i barely you like went out no yeah we went out for the night and it started kicking in because you know it takes like an hour to kick in. Yeah, well, if, if only that, like two hours. Yeah, so it's like, it like I'm here, here. And it's like in waves. It's like boom, boom. I can't get higher, and you're just higher and higher and higher. And uh, we that's went. exactly right. <laughs> I can't get higher, and then and you're, you're like, just like right there. <laughs> oh, I was just on the launch pad, and your head's a fucking balloon. Yeah. yeah. So we were in this bar to meet girls, and they bring these two girls over. It's two girls and like five guys. Yeah. So I'm like, well, this is a weird kind of scenario. They ordered two glasses of champagne, and they charged us like sixteen hundred dollars <laughs> for two glasses of champagne, but we were paying for the girls' time. It was sixteen hundred. Yeah, it was like sixteen hundred dollars. And I was so fucking high. And they had this big, giant guy. He looked like, but you know the rest you of the Batista? two bottles of champagne? Two glasses of champagne and four beers or four or five beers. We, all, we were drinking beers. They drank champagne. $1,600? Yeah. That doesn't exist. No. You were had. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, we all right, had. so you're, 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 play, you're with the girls and you want to look cool, so you shell out. He did it. It wasn't me. Okay. It wasn't us. He was like took us out. Like we asked the driver, "Hey, where could we go get some drinks and see some girls?" That's kid ink amount of cash right there. It was crazy. He had it. No, I don't think. I don't know if he, I still the to this day. Car. I don't know what he did. Yeah, because he was arguing with the guy, and this guy—he was this big dude. He had a gun holster with no gun in it. Ugh, where's that I gun? Was very worried about that guy. I swear to you, I want—I want to talk to him about this because I don't know what happened or how he got out of it. I was so fucking high. Yeah, if we had a fight. 
I would have been. I would have died first. <laughs> it would have been a horror movie. I died immediately because I knew nothing. It was on a on a Nile River. It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was fucked. They kept talking to me to keep me alive. It was <laughs> fucking crazy. I thought so I was. So they deep. knew. They knew. They that knew. You were they up. knew I was. Fucked you were like, up. I can't. I couldn't. I couldn't feel anything. And they were like, Joe, just relax. This weed is gonna pass. And I was like, how? What time? I kept asking what time it was because it, oh. it goes by so slow. Oh my god! But can you perform high? Because no, for no. that reason, I can't perform high at all. No, 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 no. I I, de- I tried it once for the first time recently in Portland, and I went up and I was just like, "Hello!" I accidentally got high. Oh shit! And it was scary that they would laugh. Like I didn't yeah. like that they were laughing. You don't know what they're laughing at. You don't know what they're laughing at, and you're like, "Did I say the joke right?" It was a, it was a nightmare. I don't like it. Drinking, I can I can drink and go on. Yeah, I went through a phase where I was drinking before stage. But you're pretty. That's what I'm saying. Like with you, you're, you're probably the most professional, one of the more professional. I'm guys a comedy Republican. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah like you go up. You're prepared. <laughs> you're looking at your book. You perform really hard <laughs> everywhere. So many guys at your level go up and they kind of mail it in because they know they're gonna get by with the audience seeing them they're, the audience oh, is already yeah. in a good mood because you're there oh that's nice of you i mean but that's true you know that i know what you're talking about and I, you've I, seen it you've seen I you see have that. peers where you're like oh this motherfucker yeah yeah yeah. i, I did i did kroll show yesterday yeah. and he fucking just was destroying with crowd work and yeah. and and he was like working and i'm like oh he's not up there fucking around right right he's, right he's putting on a show this is that this goes back to what we were talking about earlier bill burr has this great thing about musicians being smarter now too and he was like having these people seen behind the music was mm-hmm. the great line yeah and i feel like we're the generation that saw the behind the music right it's we know that there's so many ways to get knocked off the rails that's why you know I'll drink if I'm doing two hours. I'll drink in between those hours, right? And and because the adrenaline is so high from the first one, you'll be fine for the second one. But yeah, for the most part, I'm pretty square. It was. It's good though. Yeah, it doesn't seem to have a downside. It's the best thing. It keeps. It keeps guys under you working i don't buy yeah and i don't buy the 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 myth i think that people are like yeah but if you don't go out with the club owner they won't have you back really i got a standing ovation yeah (laughs) you know what i mean like that's you know it's like that's a lot that's that's just people look but i'm glad to get that out there comics are like it's all about getting fucked up with the headliner is it because i don't remember your face yeah you know what i mean like it's gone there's so many strange myths as far like shortcut myths yeah that you're like no man just be good because when you're when you're really good and you're really solid yeah comedians are we're like we love comedians. Yeah. You know, really good comedians love really good comedians. I don't think there's a comedian that's doing well that didn't get help from a bigger comedian. I know. Isn't that fun? That put them in a position. That that's right. Like. Who did it for you? Um, Was it Christopher Rock? No, actually, it wasn't. I, I Rock, love, Rock gave movie. me a hard time for a very long time. Oh, really? Yeah. But, I mean, not in a, in a very... By the way, I'm not asking just because that's a big black comedian, but because you were in, uh, in Top, top Five. five. He, I mean, I was, he was very, he's been very nice to me, but he's also, he's also like, not... I don't want to say that. I don't want it to sound weird, but he's, he's he very uh, strict in ways. Like, if he sees something he doesn't like, he's like... What the fuck I've heard is the that same bullshit? thing about Seinfeld. Like Seinfeld called a buddy of mine and was just like, "Swear less." Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. You already had him. Why are you saying, motherfucker? Yeah. They're like they're kind of like stage dads. Well, they're that. friends, so I think they probably that's, have that's that cool. same 
those guys, they're not playing with scared money, but they're like, fuck you, man. You're the guy that got to do – and like kind of what you were saying, there's someone right behind you that would do it mm-hmm. without getting fucked mm-hmm. up. There's someone right behind you that will do it without getting uh, stoned. Mm-hmm. I couldn't think of what I was. No, yeah, it's, it's, it's true. So he's got that kind of work ethic – or not work ethic, but dadness. Dadness. <laughs> he's kind of got that but with everybody like anybody that he that he sees that's coming up he'll be like what the fuck is that what's some of the advice that he that he some of the dad advice if you don't mind well i remember one time he was uh i was telling him i was gonna do a special and he goes um he was talking about I, he was talking about another special and mm-hmm. i don't want to say it because i don't i don't want to <laughs> but he was talking about another special and he was mm-hmm. like when you do a special make sure it's special don't do a normal. <laughs> and he goes through a line of a bunch of comedians that he thinks did a normal. Uh, and it, oh, I, yeah. want, I want that list. I want it's, that it's, list it's, so it's bad. Kind of, yeah. You know, it's funny. And you're like sitting like, oh, he's are my friends. Yeah. <laughs> did a normal. Yeah. Did a normal. <laughs> did a normal. You know, I understand that. That is kind of that. There's something old school about that. I don't yeah. mean out of touch or, or dated. But, you know, the idea of wearing a suit on The Tonight Show, of course, there's 12 million people watching. And now we're kind of like, yeah, I just uploaded a video of my balls onto YouTube and 12,000 people saw it. And then it went viral because it's (laughs) But so the idea, like you did your special, I I saw a part of it, you were just wearing your regular clothes. Yeah, I I did it for the the Comedy Center, I did like a... it was great, by the way. I, oh, I didn't thank mean you, to man. not say it was awesome. You're effortless, yeah. so funny. But that that's that's our thing. Is like we want it to look like we're not trying to be something we're not. Right. So when we go up in a suit, they I think they think we go up in a suit because we're showing respect to the audience and we're doing a special. It's not a normal. It's a special. Right. But our it seems like our whole style of comedy, us as a generation, is kind of like. No, we're not. We're not doing anything. I'm just a guy talking. I hope you like it. Like, don't worry. It's, I'm just like you. I'm wearing the same clothes. Like, you look exactly. Like, I look exactly like an audience member. At yeah, one of my shows. I, I, I think comedy just. I think yeah, comedy's changed in that way where it used to be you went to see like Steve Martin says something to me. This is this is probably the weirdest name drop, but Steve Martin says something to me where he was like, what, what do you wear when you get on stage? Like, what do you do when you perform or whatever? And I'm like, I mean, I, you know, I usually wear like a hoodie. or And he goes, I always wore a suit. I always felt like I had to wear a suit because I, like, I wanted to look better than the audience. I wanted, yeah. I wanted the audience to think that's That's the, the performer. Yeah. That's the guy. And it, it changed. It, I never thought of it that way, but it makes so much sense because that, that's that school of I'm going to the show to yeah. see – but you see Red Fox or, you people, know, and this guy's going to be in the suit and impeccably and Dean Martin and all these guys. You know what I mean? That, that kind yeah, of school yeah, yeah. of the 60s and 70s. But if you see shots amazing. of the audience that go to see Johnny Carson's Tonight Show, they're dressed up. Right. So it's all changed. It's, it's not formal just the performers. To them. We're going to the show. Right. Now I feel like entertainment is just everywhere. You like step in entertainment yeah. accidentally. Like you see an amazing performer just on the street. Like how did that happen? Also, a lot of adults aren't grown ups anymore. That's true. In that way, we've been infantilized. Yeah, and I, I mean, we're talking. You're a grown man wearing a hoodie, but that's what grown men Sneakers, wear. Sneakers, hats, like this. My dad didn't wear this when he was 32. No. He wore it, brown pants. But there's already so much showing off going on. So mm-hmm. what it is is it's pack mentality, and you're trying to establish to thousands of people that you're the alpha. Right. And then you're going to be like, I'm going to steer the car. So you wear the suit. So Steve Martin felt he had to wear the suit because he's trying to establish dominance. He might as well have peed on the stage. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> like, this is my house. Right. Everyone's like, fine. 
But like you're already showing off. Like yeah. we're trying to establish ourselves as intellectual or charisma or cleverness alphas where you're like, hello, I'm the guy that thinks the things and says the things and has like balls alphas. Mm. I get I, the microphone. And I get the microphone and I deserve the microphone because I get the laughs. But it doesn't matter that I'm not wearing a button up shirt yeah. or whatever. I always look at it like I, I always want to be on par with the audience. So if the audience is dressed up, I'll like if, if everybody's wearing a jacket, I want to wear a jacket. Yeah. I like being on you, par with the audience. If we're at a bar i don't want to be dressed up you know? yeah that's right if we're if for the specials like in this kind of theater club and everybody's kind of dressed hip i want to dress hip yeah yeah, yeah. you know i'll put on a collared shirt for a special <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i mean but your specials are in like theaters and shit and i don't really play i don't right play. and that's another thing like i'm working on the hour special now thinking about the hour special now and you know the venues that i'm that i want to do i don't want to play a venue that i don't i wouldn't normally play I love that you said that because my last hour was in a really a theater way bigger than I've ever, well, not ever, but you know. Well, yeah, right, right, right. Something that you don't, yeah. And the type of music that we play is like a smaller, Mm -hmm. I'm talking like still big, like three, four, five hundred people. Like I just did the Aladdin in Portland. It's like 400 people. It's great. I was like, (laughs) like it was heaven. Yes. And I was like, and then you get the hour just right in all these spaces like that. And then you're like, let's tape it. And then they're like, here's 5,000 people and they're far away and it's cavernous. And it's like, fuck this next special. That's, I'm, I'm, if I may give you unsolicited advice, do it in a place that you choose. Yeah, that that's, you love. that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for like six or 600 people standing room, you know, yes. kind of just everybody on top of each other. Perfect. In a place where people go. Yeah. Where they, Not a place they've never been, right? And you've never been a place that they go yeah. and that they have fun and and they drink. That's and, right. And yeah, I want that. But that's the premium. But the fact that we're like we're saying we're above the Nerd Melt Theater where they do the meltdown mm-hmm. and they just did a TV show down there. That's a new thing. That's the losing of the suit TV version. That's you know SNL was that way. SNL still kind of is that way. Where but back in the day it was like these are guys just pretending they're in a bar. You know what I mean? Right, it was right, like right, almost right, like yeah. improv. Yeah. And now we're seeing that a little bit more. There's this, there's this craving for uh, lack of formality. You know what I mean? I was just watching an episode you were in, uh, and it's so silly to see two people, I don't mean bad silly, on a bike in front of a green screen, and everyone knows they're pretending to bike on a green screen. That's, it seems so quaint now. <laughs> it's the hardest. SNL, I'm so glad you said it, because that's like, as writers, that's, that's the thing that we always think about where I watch, I can't, it's hard for me to watch Key and Peele or Schumer or all those shows because I get so jealous. That they're filming on location. That it's like filmed and it's yeah. beautifully shot and it's the best takes yeah. and it's 22 minutes and it's yeah. airtight. And yeah. I'm like, fuck, if we could do that. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, but it's, you have to. SNL feels like a country picnic or something it really I, I don't mean that in a it's, bad a, way. it's a different thing yeah it's a completely different animal right. of, of writing you know whenever you write a sketch because sometimes you'll write a sketch and you'll say uh we, we're gonna pick the sketch but we're gonna do it we're gonna tape it yeah. and you're always like great because it's gonna look amazing <laughs> right when it's taped right because you're gonna you have so many more that you can do with it right but it's really specific it's a specific kind of way to write and a specific kind of way to perform when you're doing live sketch comedy right. that I don't think the audience knows. Right. So a lot of times they critique it in a way where you're like, well, yeah, that's because we can't shoot it the way they shoot it. Right, right, right. It has to, everybody has to be sitting in, in a straight line. You know right, what I mean? It's, right, right. 
And we've been doing this for 40 years, so there's not that much that we haven't done. If you you shoot at an angle, you're going to see the set for the next Right, yeah, there's there's cards. You're going to see Bobby Moynihan putting on a fake beard, like right next to the sketch (laughs) that they're currently filming. It's so so many different things that you have to factor in. There's times where we we will have a great sketch that we can't, we simply just can't do because we don't have the space for it. Interesting. We just can't shoot it that way, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I... I love that's and it's also what makes it so interesting and it makes it so fun to do because when you can score with that then you feel like you know you've nailed it it's like it's almost like kung fu at this point it's something like this ancient art form yeah and when it's done well where the other guys have guns (laughs) right yeah exactly (laughs) they go into the round one and it's amazing and you win like there's there's pieces that schumer i just texted schumer i just watched the the 12 angry man thing yeah it's fucking mind-blowing you're like it's just amazing yeah and um and uh, Key and Peele do great stuff. Those, those sketch shows, they do great stuff. And for us, I feel like we do great stuff, but it's a completely different right. kind of thing. But it's you also can't... it's weekly. Schumer and all those shows are are doing way fewer episodes. Right, I right, think right. right. They're doing yeah. They episodes. do they do they tape it and, and more pre production. Right. Because it takes forever. When I Take did forever. my talk show, we were trying to do these sketches. We we're like we're going to do a lot of pre tape sketches because you watch Conan, and of course I love Conan. Uh, he'll do a lot of in studio. Mm-hmm. His mustache is falling off. Right, right. They're dancing. It's it's like good quote unquote bad. Right. And that's the fun of it. And I'm like, well, that's weird. We're going to do like uh, polished Batman sketches. Sure. Uh, everyone. Once in a while, because those take four months. They take a long time to shoot. <laughs> like yeah, they take they're all forever. It's a night shoot, and then there's color correcting. You know, I, I don't know how la- how long it took to film Lazy Sunday, but longer than it took to write uh, the monologue or, or whatever. Oh, it's an, it's insane. When we do pre tape, we our pre tapes usually go. Uh, I mean, it's, it's usually the uh, in the in the morning or in the or at night or all night. Mm-hmm. So we'll usually either go like seven in the morning till about three or four and or we'll go uh that's too long like 11 11 p.m till like 4 a.m or something like that that excuse me you know but but i mean because you only have the host for a certain amount of time you only have cast because they're doing other things they got to do blocking they got to do rehearsal right so there's a lot of shit going on where you have to you know pre-tapes are very tricky when you're when you're on that kind of timeline yeah of course you know i i say this to everybody that's on snl when jesse klein did snl the, one of the great months yeah, behind yeah. amy schumer obviously right uh she was like this could be a nine to five job yeah. you could come at nine and if everybody just like hunkered down but it kind of reminds me of your art school i know everybody's working hard but isn't there a lot of there's a lot of like kicking it and not not relaxing well i, I but like you have to let the ideas arrive I think with with the show, I mean, yeah, it could be a nine to five, but I think the energy of the show is that any at any given moment something is happening. Right. I think I think to me that's what kind of makes it exciting. It's like, yeah, we could. Chris Rock told me that same thing. He was like, because I was saying, oh man, yeah, we write all night. He goes, you don't gotta write all night. You could be funny at six p.m. You know, like <laughs> he, he has that thing where you're like, you can just come in and do it, but there's so much shit that we we wrote between the hours of 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. just because we're delirious and it's just, we're just having fun and laughing. And then we just like, should we write this? And then you're just (laughs) typing in. There is something to that kind of crazy, weird thing. And also since it's a a night show and a a live show, you do like that energy of at at about 12 a.m., 
my I'm peaking, you right. know, creatively. I'm like up all I've been up all night every night and right. it's like when you get in the rhythm of stand up, the daytime almost doesn't exist anymore. Right. You're that's... just a night creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's what I think. That's how I like to look at it, but I mean it could be a 9 to 5. When the first time you that's how you know you're on the road, when the first time you look at your watch or phone it's 3 p.m. Like yeah. that's the first yeah. time oh, you yeah. looked at a number. Like, yeah. oh, it's three. We got to be at the club in three, four hours. So, uh, like, <laughs> there's times where I have to, like, it's like 7 p.m. And I'm like, did I eat today? Yeah. Because I don't, I honestly don't know if I ate today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should probably eat something. What was your, uh, where did you audition? For, was it a stand-up audition for SNL? For SNL. Well, I tested specifically for Update. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I so did there was no uh, I didn't in audition. the studio. Because I was already working there. I was already a writer there. So I was, you know, they knew me. Yeah. And then it was in studio. Uh huh. It was like in at studio the desk. at the desk. <laughs> it was very. Did you strange. wear a jacket for that one? <laughs> I did. They, they have the wardrobe. They yeah. they wore. You, you wear got a jacket. It. Yeah, you yeah. Got it. It's it would be very... weird if you didn't. But I mean, you know, like even even like update, like people will say, "Oh man, John Stewart show or whatever," or, or Colbert. There's so many different variations of what update used to be. People don't even watch news that way, really. Yeah. Even that's because people don't watch evening news. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's you know, gone. They watch opinion news. They watch right. They they watch John Stewart. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, for yeah. news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people weren't watching Chevy Chase for the news. Right. They they weren't watching. <laughs> they already Chevy had their for news. the news. They right. were watching right. <laughs> for comedy. And you're also parodying something that isn't really part of the culture anymore. Right. It's you're become parodying its own thing. something that's not really. So what it's happens more, is yeah. it almost feels like you're parodying update. Right. Exactly. Because now that's the only form of that you usually see. And that's what you can tweak and twist because you're like, oh, it's kind of like this or it's kind of like that. And, and that's the tricky part of doing it now as opposed to back then when that was the that was the only news parody thing going on in, in right. that case. Right, right, right. And Dennis right. Miller and, and Norm were like the only guys doing that thing. Right. So they had carte blanche to do whatever they want. Sure. So now I got to... We got to write jokes that Jon Stewart didn't say because right. we're on Saturday and he's got Monday through Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brutal. And Wilmore's got Monday through Thursday. So what am I going to say about Rachel Dolezal on Saturday that if that story broke Monday? You're fucked. <laughs> There's nothing. Fucked. Good. It's all hack now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's when you go like, uh, joining us now yeah, is you- Jerry Garcia's <laughs> ghost. That's all you have. That's a turtle in Florida. You know, we got to do those kinds of stories. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which, to be honest, I kind of like those jokes where it doesn't like even the, matter if the setup was true. That's the most fun. Those are the most fun ones because it's the one where that form works the best. Right. Right, right, right. I remember – let's just talk about update update memories. I remember Seth Meyers did this one joke where he goes, Ben and Jerry's uh, – no, PETA – Sent a letter this week to Ben and Jerry's pleading with them to use breast milk instead of uh, cow's milk because <laughs> right. of the abuse to the cows. And uh, some of the flavors include uh, no way we're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. like, that was the joke. Right, and right, I right. Remember, and that's a funny joke. But I remember being at home being like, do some funny flavors. <laughs> Do more, yeah. I want, I want. That's, that's, like, I a, want that's that. like a meta joke, and they're trying to get ahead of the audience, being like, "We're not right. going to say like right. chubby, whatever." Yeah. yeah, but I don't know. That was just a, a, an update memory. But those are those are the kind of I mean, you know, like my my favorite was always Norm. Yeah, I for the way that. he did it, but it was more. So you would you just the way you enjoy John Stewart or you way you enjoy a lot of these guys. It was more so. 
I enjoyed him. Yeah, I, I, it's funny you that know, you say I that. Could, I could listen to him. Like, Conan is, is yeah. that way where it's funnier when Conan bombs and when he actually... I get disappointed when Conan tells a good joke. Yeah. yeah I like yeah. when he bombs and he's ashamed. Well, that's and he's, the sweet spot. That's when it's funny. But you know what's funny is, like, if Norm told that joke and he's like, eh, Ben and Jerry's, uh, they told him to do the breast milk. Yeah. One of the flavors includes, uh, no way, we're not doing that. Yeah. There was such a, there was such a delight in the way that he was doing it. Seth, who I think is also great, I'm not shitting on Seth, would like there's something about his persona that I was kind of like I felt like I was tricked as opposed to Norm was kind of like fuck it I don't, yeah, I, I, don't I don't even care I don't care about this show <laughs> it, it it's again Seth can do jokes that that weren't right for Norm that felt like more like a Norm joke that's sort of like I'm not doing it yeah you know well that's what takes that's what I think takes the longest with update is uh, what the kind audience of jokes are right for you? knowing yeah the audience knowing who you are do you remember and when knowing Colin... what kind of jokes yeah. You you're gonna be telling. So right. when they hear the setup, they're like, "Okay, I know." That's right, because Seth to me feels like a uh, like an Ivy Leaguer. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, "Please, I, I don't yeah. want you to bail on the joke as much as I want you to give me three of them, and two of them are references to like Beckett plays." <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I mean? I'm like, wow, that was crazy, and, and, and he gave me what I wanted, and I want Norm to be like, eh, "Who gives a shit?" Right. And, and and are you figuring out what it is that people expect from you? I've, Other than pulling the black <laughs> agenda forward, get that out of here. I yeah, I mean that's that's kind of it's also everything. It's the writing team. It's it's everything. And when you're trying to figure out, it's Colin, you know, next to me. It's also yeah. what what it is that we what they want to hear, what we want to say, and finding that middle ground. Right, right, right. How we want to say. What is it. your? Can you? Is, I don't want to am radio. No, like we no. all do radio press, but I, I I'm feeling some obvious questions come up. Do you have a moment that you told a joke and you were like, that felt like a, a Shay moment? Like, I'm, I'm, felt Man, your- you know, it's weird. It's kind of like, uh, it's hard to remember your act. Of course. In a way. I don't remember anything. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's hard. But yes, there, were, there have been, absolutely. Where you it's were a like, great that question. felt like a me moment and a yeah. me laugh. There's a lot of times where I'll where I'll do like a run where I feel like okay this is opinionated this is me yeah. and this is little juice behind it yeah you you feel that but for the most part you know because I'm not a you you know I'm not a setup and now you are now I have to be <laughs> you know what I mean but like you're not so when you don't write like that and you're you're writing in that in that way or you're it's you're, so you're doing jokes it's yeah. it's really tough it's hard to, to sneak that punchline in the back to, door yeah when that's not your <laughs> when that's not exactly your forte but then like as the season goes on you start to figure out oh, okay I think I like saying it this way right or I think I like letting it hang here or right leaving it deadpan you're locked in you're right. not playing the audience it's right. not a monologue you is know is the prompter on a is it a digital it's a card? It's a card. It's it is a, a card. card, and they're like flipping it. I think that's oh, so shit. funny. There, that it's a yeah, yeah. I'm like not looking at it because I don't want to know this bad news. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but it, you know, it's 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 the card. So you're it's, so it's a different kind of rhythm. Yeah. Like there was one time where the the card guy's hand was on the last word. That happened to me. And you're just like. You don't yeah. want to say, yeah. See, on my show, I would say, on my talk show, I'd go, your hand is on the cue card. You know yes. what I mean? But you, you're you doing, like you said, you're doing the fake news. It's not supposed yeah. to be on cue cards. I, or, I'd, know, like it is, it. I'd like it more if it was. I'd, I'd like, what was the word? What happened? I'm sorry. I, I don't even remember what yeah. the word was, but it was like just the last Did word. Did you say move your hand? Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. You had to. Yeah. And was uh, Lauren like, Michael. 
No, he. I mean, but it's <laughs> it's one of those things where it it has to happen that way, and it's fine. Like you want it to go smoothly and sharply, and it looks like the news with just funny punchlines. Right, right, That's right. what you want it to. It's look supposed like. to. Ha- the part of the humor is the sheen of it. Part of the yeah, part of the humor is the re- kind right. of that part. Of, yeah, yeah right, exactly. Right. That's why that's I, the Jane Curtin, you know, Dan Aykroyd kind right. of thing where it was just flat. And we've kind of gone back to that. Like Colin Quinn, who I, I love, I love Colin, mm-hmm. what, uh, what is a controversial weekend update guy because he was like, I'm just doing, I'm just a guy where he wasn't like a newsy See, guy. I loved Colin yeah. on it yeah, yeah, yeah. in that way. Well, it was a, it, it was a change. Yeah. yeah I, I love, I mean, people, it's, Colin is nothing like Norm and Norm's nothing like Dennis and Dennis, nothing yeah. like Kevin yeah, Elin yeah. and all those guys. And, yeah. and there's always, all these different incarnations of it. I, you, you can't do it wrong. Yeah. You know, there's no wrong way to do it. Right. It's just all different. So right. if you. But I think that he wasn't, he didn't, he said, this mm-hmm. is his quote, as soon as I put on a tie, I was dead. Like I, it was dead in the water sort of thing. Like it felt weird. I've heard him say like, that. Ah. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard him say that kind of thing. Right. And um, it's weird. Like you, you talk to these guys about it and they all have like different. Anecdotes. Th- yeah. Different anecdotes. The best thing I've ever heard. Which made me laugh and chilled me to my core was from Norm, and he goes, um, "You know, updates. Uh, updates different because uh, it's the one job where you can prove you're not funny." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Holy shit, that's so true!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you can convince the world that you're not funny, even if you're super funny. Oh my god! Because you're locked. Because it's there's no there's not a lot of you're not running license. in a field. You're right. you're you're in one stream. We're pros, Pete. <laughs> you know, yeah. If a joke doesn't work, we know how to get out of that fucking joke, right? But not but once the cue card's gone and the camera switches. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and you I'm... just was you just told a bad joke. Oh, you know man. what I'm saying? Yeah. When you're I out do. there and you and it and it dies, you feel like hey, it's yeah. fine if yeah. it dies. Yeah, 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 it's like Conan. Like it was better when it it's died. It's better when yeah, it yeah, dies. Yeah, yeah, I know that was a bad joke. You know yeah. why I did that? Yeah, 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 yeah. We have to. Do yeah. <laughs> a joke just dies. It just the died. camera went off, and you. now it's on to someone. <laughs> right, right, right. Someone else is telling another joke. It's spooky, and his worked, and it worked, and now it's back to me. And now it's back to me. And I know this joke sucks because <laughs> it died at rehearsal. Oh God. But an Indianapolis man, was- <laughs> <laughs> and they're just mad at you. As soon as yeah. the camera gets back to you, they're disappointed. Like, no, yeah. not the guy. Yeah, oh, yeah, this, yeah. this guy again. And the writers are mad because they're like, "Say it like this." <laughs> you were supposed I to hit the he, word hit boner. Yeah, you're boner. like boner. Oh, fuck you. Yeah, it's the but it but when it's when it works, it's it's the most exhilarating thing. I have man. to think it's unreal. I it's mean, like stand up. I mean, it's like one of those things where when you bomb, you bomb. When you when it works, that'll keep you going for the rest of the fucking yeah, week, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, I have to imagine that you're an after-after guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, not this season. Really? This season, I haven't been as much. Um, because after, after, after a the while... Late, the late, late party. We go to the late, late party that ends up being about 7, 8 a.m. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, as a, when I was writing on the show, I, I used to go all the time. And I stopped going a lot. Because um, you're just exhausted, right? You know, because like I'm still a full time writer, so you have it's, to be back. It's a lot of fucking. You only have that Sunday, really. Yeah, barely, barely. Because you sleep that Sunday. You're just you. After the show drains you as far as just because you're the show. 
we work so hard at the show because we love the show. You know, I don't want people to think like it's just this brutal it's not experience. Just punching a clock. It's because you want to be funny. You know, like you that's you're there all night because you want something good right, and right, you right. want it to work. And right. and that's the real reason why you don't have to be there. It right. could be a nine to it could be a nine to nine thirty job for you, really. Right. If you don't give a, a fuck, you know. Right, right, right. But like was every, that SNL mode? Yeah, I was, I was, I'll give a kick. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> You don't give a care, but uh, <laughs> it was, <laughs> you, you know, like you, if you don't really care, you can you can mail it in. Yeah, but I think the people it's genuinely, genuinely competitive in the best way of, you know, we want something that's good on and the then show, it's, and then it's gone, and then it's gone, and then it's Monday. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I have to do another thing. It's like almost doing stand up, but for the same audience, right? <laughs> like you have to go back and you have to have new stuff. They might move. be familiar with you, but everything you've ever done to build up rapport is gone, and you have to start again. Also, it's tricky because we're playing for a live audience, but we're writing for a, TV a, a we're writing for a. a a group of writers. Oh yeah. So like when we're doing our when we're doing our read through and we're hearing the sketches and you're making some of the most sophisticated comedy minds in the world laugh. Right. But you know, live on air. Right. They were like, I don't get these references. I've heard <laughs> like that could possibly that happens. I've heard the studio the studio audience at that show is pure pure garbage. I mean, well, it's not that I wouldn't say it's pure garbage. It's just it depends on who it is. You know, like some, it, it could be, is? yeah, it could be, it could be 300 One Direction fans. Right. So they might not get maybe right. <laughs> certain things. Your erectile dysfunction skip. Yes. I, that, I'm hard now. It's so funny <laughs> you say that because there was, there's an example. There was a sketch where it was like a younger audience. I don't remember who the musical guest was, a younger audience. And the punch, the, the punchline was a reference to Extends. <laughs> and they did had no idea what extends yeah. was, right, right, so right. it just scientists died are for extrapolating extends from them. <laughs> yeah, they're, exactly. get, they're getting it from their spine. That's how we make extends. <laughs> but it's a great thing that didn't work because right. the audience doesn't. And what a random know what's thing! Going on. Yeah. How does the music been? Anybody been by that you love? Oh, Let's man. just have like a green light became, name drop area. I became a. a Bruno Mars fan watching him perform. Oh, really? He's an amazing performer. I've heard that. Like he, no, no. He's an amazing. He's an amazing performer. Whoever it is that's going to listen to this podcast, you motherfucker, man. (laughs) You didn't know who it was. I don't know who. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm trying not to look at his. Hey, for the record, I did not look. That's true. But um. Yeah, Bruno Mars was amazing. Uh, Prince, of course. Prince Uh, came by. Prince was amazing. Uh, How's he look? He looks like he did in 1984, which is kind of yes. Fucking weird. It's so scary. It's weird that yeah, Prince. He's drinking unicorn blood. Somebody Prince do- is so famous. I know. He's Prince and Eddie Prince Murphy are like the, the two perfect- most famous people I've ever seen in my life. I, wait. So do you mean a quality of their being is just famous? Uh, when Eddie Murphy came in for the fortieth, yeah, we were we were working with Rock on his intro. Brian Tucker wasn't. I was helping Brian Tucker. Who, Brian Tucker's a head writer, and he was helping write with Rock because they wrote together the at Chris Rock show, they're friends. Anyway, uh, we were on 8H. We were on. We we're in the studio, and um, we were doing the run through. And I didn't know, but Eddie Murphy was going to be a part of the run through, right? Mm-hmm. The rehearsal. So he comes into the studio. You thought Charlie was going to be standing. I thought, I thought it'd be Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be Jay Farrell as Eddie Murphy. <laughs> but it was uh, Eddie Murphy comes in, right? And. Um, Everybody just kind of starts flooding the studio slow. Like people start walking in, people are taking pictures. Everybody's just like going crazy, right? So it's like me, but it's quiet. 
it's quiet yeah. like oh shit that's eddie murphy right, 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 right. <laughs> you know like that right. so it's like everybody that works at this show it's like me uh chris rock um ck uh, uh you know and in Seth, eddie murphy eddie murphy walks in it's so Everybody's great because it's everybody it's everybody and then oh wait we're not anybody there's eddie murphy three three minutes later as he's in there paul mccartney and and jack nicholas walk in Jack Nicholson. Nicholson, excuse me. Jack Nicholson walks in. Paul McCartney, Jack Nicholson walks in. Nobody stops taking pictures of Eddie Murphy. That is nuts. It's a fucking Beatle and The Shining. Then they're just standing there yeah. and no one gives a fuck. Jack's like, here's Johnny. <laughs> what do I got to do? Everybody's still taking pictures of Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Paul That's McCartney how just fucking started famous. singing yesterday. Yeah. What do I got to do? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look at all the lonely people. Yeah. <laughs> look at that, look at the two lonely people. Look at the two lonely people. Jack Nicholson and Paul McCartney. That's insane. That's how big Eddie Murphy was. And was he great? I you want As him a to guy? be great. I see him. Yeah, he was great. He was. I mean, he was quiet. He was reserved. Yeah. You know, I thought he got a bad rap with the. Uh, I saw not the doing show. Anything. Yeah, yeah. But I mean. It was, it's one of those things. I just I think people don't f- fucking remember that comedy's hard, and you don't always want to do it. Sometimes right, you're right, just right. like, ah, I don't fucking want to compete. Bill Murray just killed. I right. don't want to fucking follow King Tut, right? You right, know, right, or whatever right. it is. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like I don't want to follow the Blues Brothers or whatever it is. You know, I think that's such an interesting thing, and I, it's almost like the more at peace you are, the less likely you are to really go for it. And maybe Eddie's found I some sort of like, I proved it. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's just done with that part of it, right? And I that mean, hunger. As a fan, I would love to see him come out and just be like, "I'm Gumby, damn it," or "I'm Buckwheat," or whatever it right. is. You, you want to see that just for nostalgia purposes? It's just, it's exciting. Everybody loves Eddie Murphy. I was raised on Eddie Murphy. Yeah. He's like an uncle, you know, yeah, basically yeah, yeah. in my house. Yeah, but you know, he doesn't want to do comedy. So okay. Yeah, he's done so much. <laughs> you know, like he's done a lot. He's done a lot. It's cool to see everybody that did, right? You know, but he didn't want to. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that was that. I mean, um, Prince wasn't even there, but he came to the after after party. So at the after after party, it was at the. Um, I figured he'd be floating in milk by that hour. At the after after party, it's like four a.m. and everybody, Jimmy Fallon and Justin. I don't know if Justin went on stage, but like Jimmy Fallon on stage, Taylor Swift's on stage, uh, Ariana Grande, Paul McCartney. Like everybody's just on stage doing like little songs and songs and songs, and people are like, people are just hanging out. It's like the most famous people in the world just sitting, standing in a room at the Plaza Hotel. And you're just like, what planet am I? Jay Z and Beyonce standing in the back, like having like five feet away from. Yeah, they're just standing there being. They're like kind of. It's weird because they're just like statues of celebrity. They're just they're just celebrity, you know. you're not seeing them like they don't fart or nothing. <laughs> so they're just, <laughs> you know, they're just. They had their assholes waxed over. Yeah, you know, like if, Deon- if Beyonce farted, I'd, it would break my heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. So but it's like perfect, pit- <laughs> perfect pitch. Is that the first note of single ladies? That's amazing. It's the first. <laughs> she farts perfect pitch. That's beautiful. Was <laughs> that Halo? Came that, out of her halo. That Louis Armstrong? What is that? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, she farts Miles Davis solos. <laughs> but yeah, so it's just the most famous people on stage and people are just like chilling. 
And then um, this guy comes up. He's the harmonica player for... Dave Chappelle goes up and he brings up his friend who's a harmonica player for, on tour with Stevie Wonder. To play the Chappelle show theme? He plays... He plays <laughs> it's bigger than hip-hop. And <laughs> on harmonica. It's amazing. It's great. And then he goes, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Prince. And everybody's like, what? Kind of like, what? Who? Yeah. Who? I don't even know who that guy is. And what is he talking about? Did he say Prince? Yeah. And you just see a little afro, like, walking through a sea of people, holding up this giant, like, white guitar. And then you're like, oh, shit, that's Prince. Everybody rushes to the front of the stage. And I turn around. To there's the- Eddie Murphy, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> like and Paul McCartney. Like, fuck, track. we just got Prince. <laughs> that's a new, like, not that's, that's Prince. Prince. You just got Prince. You thought you were famous. You're so funny. Is that Prince? Prince? Holy shit. (laughs) You have Prince. You have celebrities (laughs) and you have them signing autographs and then you just let Prince out. And then Prince is It's over. You got Prince. No, it doesn't matter what's happening. (laughs) Prince is there, Beyonce. I'm sorry. I'll listen to your fart later. Prince is on stage right now. (laughs) So he's walking on stage and I turn around and I go, that's fucking Prince. And and I'm telling it to MC Hammer. And he goes, I know. (laughs) Wait a minute. I'll get to that later. It's Prince. So Prince goes on stage and everybody's freaking out and everybody rushes to the stage like to hear what he does. He he hits one note and he goes, daily inebriated. Everybody goes nuts. Uh, ah, he knows we're drunk. Uh, like it's fucking Prince. Prince knows. Prince knows. He's hanging out. And daily inebriated. Daily inebriated. Everybody freaks out, loses it. Uh, and then he goes into let's go crazy. With like on stage with like Jimmy Fallon and Chris Rock and all these people and they're just jamming. It's insane. Oh my god. It was that was like the coolest. And then after that, no one performed. You can't follow Prince. <laughs> Paul, Paul McCartney couldn't follow Prince in that way. <laughs> Fucking Beatle. Doesn't matter. He got I got Prince. I got I got Prince. <laughs> oh no, I got Prince. Prince broke up the Beatles. He did. <laughs> he, he's Yoko, basically. He's the the social Yoko. Socioko. Shosko. 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 Wow, what a gift you've given us with that story. That, is that, was, that was the fun one. <laughs> well, that um, was a fun one. Any other SNL thing? I, we're, I don't we're know. We're nearing the end of two hours. We don't have to stop at two hours, but I mean like... I don't. You know, we did two hours already. It's, we're a bit into two hours, and we always end with the meaning of life. But we're going to do that quick because this was so good. What was the meaning of life? Why well, does you want to talk about what you think the meaning of life is? Oh shit! It's you know it's called the, <laughs> the God section. How did you grow up? Religious? My mother was very religious. My grandparent, my grandfather's a pastor. What kind? Um, Pentecostal. Oh, snake! How how extreme? Not that extreme, Book of but super into it. Yeah, really? Yeah. Speaking in tongues? Yeah. Could have bought a Hyundai? Oh. Should have bought a Yamaha? Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> super big time. Really? Oh, Did yeah. Did you speak in tongues? Put it this way. If they're listening to this interview, that made them turn it off. <laughs> when I said should have bought a Hyundai, not a Yamaha? <laughs> should have bought a Hyundai, not a Yamaha. Yeah. That's uh, pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's Christian humor if you need That's it. It's really funny. Did you? Uh, no, we had a, my grandfather had a church in Brooklyn and we went, we used and to And you'd go. go. Yeah. Long services. Oh, yeah. Two hours. And no prints. No prince. Prince of peace. Prince would have. Prince couldn't follow my grandfather in tongues, speaking tongues. Nah, he might have. That's amazing. Yeah, man. Don't prince, put it past Prince. He knows how to. Prince. Prince is what Jehovah's Witness. He's a very religious. Oh guy. yeah, that's right. Wow. That's right. I forgot about that. So yeah, but what was what were you? Uh, I say regular. It's just non-Catholic Christian. Non-Catholic. It was a non. It was non-denominational. Non, yeah, non-denominational. But it was like evangelical. 
it was like there was a premium on like kind of witnessing to people a mm. little bit. It was kind of uh, very ethical. You know, mm. it was about like your outward appearance. I, I, I don't like religion is often reduced to ethics. The spirit is kind of boiled down to just like don't swear, don't fuck, don't drink. You know Girls what I mean? Girls can't wear pants. Girls don't wear pants. Exactly. So mm. we get into like the letter and we're missing the spirit and the spirit is kind of like so much richer. But it's a Pentecostal church. It becomes more of a cultural thing than a it is cultural. religious thing. Well, a lot of people that become atheists start saying that they miss that like holding place, that, that some place where you can go. That's why like all around the country, atheists, they're not called churches, but like gatherings are becoming more and more popular where there is no uh, dogma. It's just people kind of coming. They have ceremonies, w- uh, weddings and funerals and stuff like that. Mm. But so you uh, went to these Pentecostal services. Your yeah. your uncle, did you say? My grandfather. Your grandfather was the was the preacher. My grandfather was a pastor. I, my uncle actually uh, kind of succeeded him. Is that right? And he's a he's a pastor as well. That to the church that my mother and my entire family goes to now. But I was never into it. I was Not always because my dad was the street guy. You know, my dad was kind of never. He was religious not religious but he was you know he believed in god so he was at home he was always yeah my my parents were separated okay. since i was born so it didn't it was a non-issue that dad so, yeah. wasn't at church yeah my okay. dad my dad never really went to he wasn't a church guy he was a you know street, street guy. guy yeah <laughs> he did he had other things to do <laughs> what was he doing I, he, everything what wasn't he doing you know <laughs> my dad going was like, to church he was not doing anything but church <laughs> That was his motto. Yeah. Anything but church, baby. Yeah. If Jesus was in a bag, he might have bought it. But could Prince <laughs> could Prince have princed Jesus? I think so. <laughs> well, I we're not sure what so. Jesus looks like. So I some... think Jesus would have turned water into wine, and Prince would turn into like purple wine, uh, and everybody's like, "Oh shit!" Prince nearly just... inebriated. <laughs> That would have been the best Jeez, day on earth. That can we just do a, a running theme show where just a sketch about anything, and then Prince just princes people through history. I am hereby <laughs> publicly, I am publicly giving you permission to use any of this. If you can, in the writers' room, get you got Princed on the air, it'll just be an homage to the podcast. <laughs> we got to get Fred back. He can yeah. do Prince so good. <laughs> oh man, yeah. But you know, you grow up religious and all that stuff, and you get all these weird um, things. That stay in your head forever that you can't shake. So you have some guilt. Of course, you have guilt. I remember when I texted you because I was like, let's do 11 a.m. And you were like, let's do 1 p.m. I'm still a sinner, Pete. Yeah. Maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah, you're going to be out late. Be out, yeah. And you didn't want to be like hung over or anything. Right. I would never be hung over in a church. I wouldn't curse. I wouldn't swear in a church. Oh, interesting. And I don't believe in it. Yeah, like, I don't think I would either. I buy into all that. I buy into it. I suddenly am like a, a, a more clean person in church. Yeah. Uh, but I don't go to church. So where are you at now? And it doesn't have to be a great answer. Do you believe in uh, a governing consciousness? Do you believe in an energy? Do you believe in God? Do you believe? I in- believe in. I believe in cause and effect. I believe that if there is that a- is the best. That's so badass. I mean, it's true. Like I just but believe it in is. cause and effect. You should write an action movie just so some guy could be like, like Pacino could be like, do I believe in God? I believe in cause and effect. <laughs> and, then he, and then he shoots somebody. Yeah. And it's called cause and effect. Cause and effect. This summer, repent. <laughs> so you believe that what goes around comes around, basically. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I uh, yeah. I feel like there's just certain, don't be an asshole. Certain shit you can't argue you know like this you get a certain age where you stop saying this isn't fair mm. you know where you just realize well 
that happens, and that's the that's the way it happens. You mean shit happens? Shit happens. Shit happens. Shit let happens, go. and you have to you have to deal with it. You have to eat it. You have to eat it. You got to eat that meatball, and it's kind of you can say it's not fair, but it happens. So right. what what's that mean? It's all grist yeah. for the mill, baby. You, who are you gonna sue? But <laughs> you know you the universe, I suppose. So what about uh, when you die? You've ha- you've lived this beautiful long life. And today's the day you're going to die. You just can feel it. Are we afraid of death? Uh, or, or what do you think happens? Is there something after? Or do you think it's it lights out? I'm af- I'm afraid of death because I'm afraid of change. Like I'm afraid of moving, let alone dying. God, you know? this is the best. No, you know two what I'm of saying. The best no, like I- <laughs> of course, you have to say that on why stage. Would he, why would you he, have I'm to say that of, on stage? I'm afraid of moving. Like I'm. Af- of course, I'm afraid of death. I'm afraid of change. I'm afraid of moving. Yeah, is the beginning of the best. If death. somebody told me I have to move, I'd be like, oh man, that sucks. That's right. So you're um, moving potentially to like some other yeah, plane of I don't dimension. Know. Of, I got to find the stores that, you know, I got to find yeah. all the conveniences oh, and death. Welcome to I heaven. Find. This is where you do your laundry. <laughs> oh, God, I got to remember it's next to that cloud that looks like the other cloud. Yeah. Yeah, that's convenient. Like when you go to different countries, you're like, oh, boy. Exactly. So, so I can't drink any tap water, even yeah. if like a little bit? Like what if I drink it by accident? No. This ambrosia will make you sick. <laughs> you might make friends with the weird kid in heaven. Yeah. And everyone's like, like he's really clingy, but you didn't know, and you now he's know. following you around. Now he's following you around. You don't know how, to, and he's also a nice guy. You don't want to. Yeah, hurt his you don't want to hurt his feelings. Then you're the asshole, and you're not allowed to because you're in heaven. I'm afraid of death in that way that I'm afraid of the change. Best answer ever. Yeah. I, but uh, you think potentially something else, or yeah, I yeah. think I think potentially something else. I, but I I just don't think we have the capability. A capability of understanding what that right. is, which is what the whole game is. Yeah, it's supposed to be. We're talking about the untalk out, untalkable thing. Yeah, we untalk always we we have to. I don't know what it is about people. We have to define what everything is. That's right. You know, and well, we're obsessed with explanations. Yeah, instead of stories, and it's everything that we know. Like we give our pets people names because right. we have people names and everything <laughs> even things that's different that's has right. to be that's us. right we're yanking everything from yeah. one place and putting it in another yeah we use yeah so it's i feel that that is one of my biggest passions is the idea that we want god so god is just the word god god oneness awareness mm-hmm. is somewhere else we want him to be us and we want to pull him in here and go no, this is my pert plus and this is my religion. Mm-hmm. These are my beliefs. This is my ritual. When it's just kind of like, let it go, man. Let it all go. Not, yeah. Nothing is happening. Just let it flow and whatever. I feel like Surrender. God, for me, God doesn't have to be a dude. There you go. You know, we don't have to. Or even a thing. Doesn't have, yeah. It, how, could, it could be something we don't understand. I'm okay with it. How disappointing would it be if it was just, <laughs> just another a dude? <laughs> I say this all the time. I go, thank fucking God for yeah. God because we need a thing that isn't knowable. We, we know all this stuff. Let's just have a word that means the mystery that we call God. And there's also a lot of times when you hear like different religions where they'll say God has these shitty characteristics that, That's right. that we have. That's and right. I'm like, well, he did this because God's, you know, he's a jealous God. You're right, like, right. Why would he be a jealous or, guy? Or why is he angry? Or why, why is he, is he angry? happy? Or, because we're anthropomorphizing. We're putting human emotions on a thing that we can't understand. But the danger comes in, in in fundamentalism and literalism where you go like, no, that makes God angry and right. this makes God happy and I know I know God believe me, I know and you don't know. You're just a you're just a dude and we're all just, just trying just to figure dude. it out. Yeah, you're just this your best guess. And relax. Yeah. I think the best thing from what I've learned from all the you know, your Gandhis and all the great people that have really devoted their lives to figuring it out, 
their message seems to be relax. He loves you. Whatever you whatever you believe, just never write it down. There you go. If you write it down, you <laughs> almost like people are slaves to the written word yeah. in a way. You're like, well, I read. And you're like, yeah. oh, really? Because if you said somebody told me, you're like, well, fuck that guy. Yeah. You might have been an asshole. I read. But I read. That's oh, right. Oh, well, he read it. So. That's right. <laughs> Where'd you read that? Let me see. He, ah, yeah, it does say that. Oh, I guess. I guess. It's, it's a true. thing. Yeah. It's a thing. Well, yeah. isn't that just the perfect metaphor for how we want to put God somewhere? We put him in language. Just put it in language. Put him on a book. It's written. And then we hold it up and we go, this is my book. This is my God. You got it. You got his everywhere. You got his nowhere. You got his everything. Yeah. I mean, if he created you, he, he, he told you the truth and what happens to you. You know, like right. he doesn't have to tell you, uh, don't eat this. Right. He can just kill you when you eat it. <laughs> You know, then that then that way you know, like, hey, you should not eat that because that right. you die when that happens, and we know, or this. you get sick when that happens. And when we isolate, and when we're greedy, and when we're filled with hate and mm-hmm. wrath, and you see it, you see it. We tell the story over and over and over and over. Even if again. you can't read, you can see it. And I still, when people go like, well, what about evil people that are that are happy and successful? I'm like, I don't, I don't buy it. I don't I think don't deep in their heart they're feeling. I think you could find a happier person begging on the street than a, a, a rich asshole. Sure, fucking a. You, you you see where the suicide rates are. Yeah, there you go. Not too many. Uh, Nobody's jumping off the project. That's right. <laughs> jumping off the fucking. True. It's people that that get where they thought they were supposed to get, and we're back where we started. The idea you, of you having got cash. you got what you thought. Yeah, and and now and, and you're still not happy because you're still you. And you're like now now what? You haven't cleaned up anything inside, and I'm not talking about ethics. I'm talking about some introspection. Absolutely. Yeah. Is it, is, was that the meaning of life thing that we were talking that about it. doing? That's Fuck, it. Fuck, you snuck that in there pretty cool, man. That was pretty swift of you, Petey. You got Prince. And then Prince walks in. And then, oh, shit. Prince. <laughs> you got Prince, baby. Oh, we should make a You Got Prince shirt. Oh, man. You Got Prince. Does, I'm going to make a You Got Prince shirt. You have to. Just and send you, me one. And, if you make it, just send I, I will. Just want one. I'm going to make a You Got Prince shirt. Oh, shit. But just because it's going to be Prince apostrophe D. Yeah, you got And Prince. it's going to be Prince. Oh. He just and upstages you. The people that listen to this will be able to get a You Got Prince t-shirt. <laughs> I will say the one thing, though, one of the coolest things when I went on tour, when we went on uh, the, the show in uh, yeah. Australia, yeah. how after every show, there was a line of people waiting to see you. <laughs> and it was fans of this podcast. Yeah, of this podcast. That's right. This is before you were on TV. That's right. And and on before you had your show, there was just a line of people in Australia, and I just it blew my fucking I remember mind. About that, yeah. And I'm like, this guy's got like fans from uh, as, as far, far away, away as, as you can go, as far as you can as go. Far, scientists, yeah. fucking uh, science, NASA is looking for people that aren't fans <laughs> <laughs> right now on other planets because that's right now Australia is as far. Oh, that's away. so sweet. Here's the fun part, and that was cool. I really appreciate that, man. Now you do it, and and this will exist forever. You know, it'll always just be online. People listen out of order or whatever. And you'll tour. Please text me when like big groups of people from the podcast come. Oh man! And they're I... and they're yelling, "You got Prince!" <laughs> if someone, the next person, is anybody says you got Prince to me, I'm I'll buy them a drink. <laughs> when you're Easily. on tour and you see someone in the front row if in a you, got got Prince a you Got Prince T-shirt, they bought, they're getting they're getting a lot of drinks. Anyone else think that was an earthquake? I think we all did. Um, this was amazing. Thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, man. This was a point. pleasure. I, I, we'll do it again. We'll do a live one Hell or something yeah. when I'm in New York. Hell yeah. And we'll tell some more Australia stories. 
Uh, we always end with the guest just saying, keep it crispy. It's just a way for it to end. Keep it crispy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Now leaving Nerdist.com.